morning and welcome back to Non-Standard Action's Fly Free or Die. You are listening to episode 28, The Pieces Are Placed. Joining me today are my friends and your players, Jet, Leif, Liz, Nick, and Simon. Say hi, everyone. Hi, everyone. Hi, everyone. Hi, everyone. Hi, everyone. Good work. Today's icebreaker question is submitted by one James Bond and is, would you rather always be slightly late or super early? Uh, and I assume let, we're answering as our characters, yeah? Yes, as your characters, because I already know what my answer is. Thank you, sir. My wife is the best. Um, uh, my, I already know what my answer is in real life. I am perpetually just a little bit late, and it's very frustrating. Um, <laughs> so let's start with Jet. Uh, what would Gus like uh, to be super early or slightly late all the time? Sure. Names and pronouns. Uh. Yep. And names and pronouns. <clears throat> I'm Jet playing Gus, both he, him. And Gus would rather be super early, much like me, but I tend to be super late ever since I've had a child. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They do that. I hear they do that. Um, all right. What about Leif playing catch? I am Leif, they, them, playing catch, he, him. And catch would perpetually be just a little bit late because that's the cool thing to be. You never show up on time. You got to be there a little late. You can't seem too eager. Mm. But that's like, yeah, that's true. And I guess that reinforces the, uh, the, the opinion that musicians generally aren't like cool because like that's anti-musician. You cannot show up late to rehearsal (laughs) because if you show up late to rehearsal, you're fired. So yeah. 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 You're early, yeah. you're on time. If you're on time, you're late. If you're late, you're fired. As my production professor used to say. Exactly. Ah, it's my good... orchestra director said the same thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a good uh, real world uh, application, yes. But as far as Ketch is concerned, you can't fire him. <laughs> he quits. Fair. He quits, exactly. Uh, <laughs> whoa, flashbacks to book one. Um <laughs> So, uh, Liz, what about Liz and Auntie Nuna? Hi, I'm Liz. Uh, she, her, I play Auntie Nuna, also she, her. And Auntie Nuna is already always a little bit early. That's how she's been able to live this long. That wasn't one of the choices, though. Well, super I mean... Super early. But either way, early or She's always super late. early. All right. She's got to get that Bluebird special. She has to have dinner at 5 o'clock. Yeah. Well, and also just, you know, got to scout things out before uh, your enemies. How do you think she's lived this long? I'm just picturing Auntie Nuna at Space Old Country Buffet now. (laughs) (laughs) Mm. I'd like to think that Um, she's more discerning than that. She's she's got a uh, an elitist undertone to her. Not not very much, but like. She's rich now, and she always wanted to be. She's rich and old. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, what about Nick playing Sloane? Hi, I'm Nick. I don't subscribe to your gender binary. I'm playing Sloane. She, her pronouns. Um, and Sloane is always a little bit late, and she's not going to change it, which is the opposite of me, ironically. I'm, I also very much absorb this... Uh, music and theater mindset like no no i will not be late ever or i i'll just die i will fall over of humiliation never get up again 
it is my my per, my chronic lateness is a perpetual source of low level anxiety for me as well, uh, which Sarah says I should talk to somebody about. I probably should. Ah, um, Every, but everybody needs therapy, Tom. Even people who say therapy. they don't. Yes, yeah, probably especially people who say they don't. <laughs> especially yeah. the people who say they don't. Yes. Yeah. But yeah. All right. Um, and finally, Simon playing Moraoth, the glittery Spathany. Got it again. Got it again. Uh, I'm Simon, he, him, playing Moraoth, they, them. Um, Moraoth, even in their edgecore days, really mastered, like, arriving to all meetings as late as can be without getting fired. And then they found out from Catch that that's actually cool. So that just really <laughs> hammered in the habit. I love it. The form of subtle uh, protest. It's a power play. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is it? Uh, respectful disobedience or something? Or I don't know. There's, anyway, yeah. not civil, that civil, civil disobedience. <laughs> anyway, yeah, that's the word you're looking for. Yes. Regardless. Yes. Um, okay. Thank you for that icebreaker question. Uh, did not have a name next to it in our Google Sheet. We have two icebreaker pages on our Google Sheet, and I pull from them both. So some of them are named, some of them are not, and that's okay. So last week on non-standard action, our free-flying traders landed on Smuggler's Moon and quickly began schmoozing and making connections. Uh, they spoke with the king, King Dregor, who challenged them to combat with his guard force, uh, saying that if you can best my guards, uh, well, rather, the other way around, if you can best the Golden League, then surely my guards will be no match for you. Uh, this was a correct some of his guide. Some this of his was guards. a true statement, yes, as you uh, as you murked one of his guys uh, before uh, pulling the rest of the. Well, no, that was like on accident too. I think. Mm -hmm. um, hey, okay, they were doing lethal too. I'm sure, you know what, thinking about this, I'm sure King Drago, whatever his name is, has the ability to afford a level five spell or whatever it is to uh, resurrect someone after a week of, or so of being dead. It's true, so, and he does. He does yeah. I guess is the only reason this person would stay dead is if King Drago didn't actually like them. Mm, yes. Uh... Yeah, funnily enough, you've, you've uh, noticed that King Dregor treats his Marikoi guards with uh, with great respect, and in your tour of Smuggler's Moon, there was in fact a level that you all were not allowed to go into, uh, designated as the Marikoi's, uh, uh, they call it simply Den, D-E-N. Um, yeah, I remember this. Yes, and so you're not allowed to go in there, and on top of that, they they seem to be fiercely loyal to uh, King Dregor, the elders of the Marikoi. Uh, but yes, so you won your bout uh, with King Dregor's force, and as a result, you were granted free reign to use the port to set up a trap for Lord Sinjin. On a tour from King Dregor, uh, you were introduced to many of the denizens of Smuggler's Moon, and a plan began to form. So, uh, let's get back into it. Uh, you were given two meeting invitations, one from Telpi, the Chamberlain to the King, and another from Eska, the uh, incognito tattoo artist uh, from Auntie Nuna's past. Yes. Where would you all like to, uh, to go? We left off with you all sort of finishing up your tour of Smuggler's Moon. And we talked to the cousin, right? Yes. 
Yes, you spoke to Zeldern, who is cousin to Lord Sinjin. Something something caught Ketch's eye, and he's going to go go back to the market to buy some a few things. Ah, yes. Y'all, y'all don't wait up. I'll, I'll catch up in a, in a in an hour or so. <clears throat> oh, can you buy us some uh, armor? <laughs> oh, absolutely. Uh, and he'll, he'll take everybody's orders for anything they could possibly <laughs> need to buy. We'll go do the group shopping. <clears throat> Mocha with latte also. Mm. <laughs> I see you're a man of discerning tastes. <clears throat> with oat milk. <laughs> <laughs> and whipped cream. <laughs> I am currently drinking an iced latte with oat milk and whipped cream on it. So, uncanny. I'm, I'm picturing Mareoth eating, well, consuming a latte, and it's just it just kind of pours constituents on top of it, and they just kind of like descend, and like the cup goes down, like they go down into the cup as it gets yeah. fed into them. It's just it's. It's horrific. I'm. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to put the image in anyone's mind, but has anyone ever seen a day-old coffee left out where there's a lot of flies? No. That. Okay. Except, no, it's way faster because yeah. those flies are not are not organized. No, you're right. <laughs> Anyhow. Anyhow. Yeah, let's go see the steward. He seems cool. What's his deal? The chamberlain. Uh, chamberlain. The Chamberlain, yes. Uh, Telpi is a female Patra, who you saw in the... That's fine. Um, so she'll, you, you know, we're not going to roleplay scheduling a meeting. Um, instead, she sends you a time, you all figure it out. Uh, so you go to Telpi's quarters later that night. Uh, we'll say Catch is done shopping, um, so you all can uh, be here together. Uh, Telpi will welcome you all in. Uh, Welcome, uh, crew of the Severance Package. Thank you. She sort of... Setting up this meeting. Of course. Uh, She awkwardly stands around for a moment and then uh, says, Oh, um, sorry. Uh, Why don't you all uh, take a seat? And I'll cut right to the chase. Uh, My brother Frenick and I uh, are indentured servants here. Uh, We were given a 10-year work term in exchange for Dregor saving Frenic's life. Uh, We were waylaid by wild beasts while exploring the moon and didn't have the money to use Dregor's medical facilities. He offered us the use of his facilities in exchange for our work, and thus the deal was struck. I... We don't like this. (laughs) Initially, we were very grateful to him, uh, but it has been five years or so. And uh, it, 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 both of us uh, are beginning to get a little frustrated with our situation. Uh, Frenic, in particular, is troublesome at times. Uh, he's uh, he pressures me, uh, tells me that we should just run away, uh, preferably steal something first, and uh, get off this moon. Um, I was thinking. Uh, perhaps if Frenic was able to help you all out with your plan, uh, you would uh, secure us passage off this moon? Um, pr- we are passage off this moon. <laughs> yes, that was my thinking when I saw you all uh, arrived on your own starship. Uh, preferably it would be something without Dregor knowing that we were leaving, perhaps in the confusion after your whatever your plot is uh, is done. 
what we can offer is uh, Frenic can be very persuasive. Uh, you might be able to get him to help you turn people's attitudes towards you to a bit more friendly. People here are fiercely loyal to King Dregor, but uh, Frenic, given, given some time, uh, could turn public opinion in your favor. At, le at the very least, this could uh, help you navigate the place a little easier, um, get people to be more helpful to you. Uh, to Sloane, I guess we'll say, ooh, maybe they could help us convince the uh, android to help us in to imitate Sinjin at great risk to life and limb. Yes, yeah. so what? <clears throat> yes, also, the android. Uh, <laughs> I misunderstood. I'm sorry. <laughs> also, mutiny is starting to sound like a, like a viable option again, just saying. Mutiny's back on the table, boys. <laughs> How did they know what a menu was? They were just born a week ago. <laughs> um, real existential crises. Yes. It's a great meme. Well, that's good to know. What would you be able to offer? Um, I... That's pretty much it. I'm sort of leveraging my brother's talents in this. I'm just a humble chamberlain to the king. It's all right, dear. You're doing the best with what you have. Can well, we do it, Captain? We uh, we don't like uh, endangered servitude. Neither do I. It sounds very much like working for Edgecorp. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? Slightly worse, actually. Makes it even. It makes it, yeah, worse. <laughs> I don't know. Dragor is slightly nicer to his employees than Edge Corp, even if they can't leave. Hmm. True. All right, we'll put slavery at a one out of ten. Edge Corp <laughs> at a two out of ten. Indentured servitude under Dragor at a three out of ten. Maybe just a two point five. Specifically, Dragor though. Specifically, Dragor. Yes. Like regular. It really has to do with the manager, not uh, the, the form of employment. Oh, remember, it's... they can't leave. But yes, I agree. We should help them. Oh, good. I'm glad to hear that. Thank you. Um, you can find uh, Frenic easily at uh, Aetherm's Bounty. Uh, he's there more often than not. Uh, tell him I sent you, and uh, that'll that'll get you in the door. Uh, and you know, perhaps mention in co uh, uh, covertly that's the word I'm looking for. Mention covertly that you might be able to get us off this planet or moon. For some reason, I thought you said something about incognito mode. As I thought you were going to say something about incognito mode, and I was just <laughs> go in incognito mode. <laughs> yes. We all know how Gus goes incognito, and honestly, I don't know if that's going to help us. But it does make for fun content. It does make for fun content. <laughs> What's that incognito mode? Tom, pull a card. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get you one of these decks someday, Jet. Um, all right. So you all uh, can head to Aetherm's Bounty. And, yeah. Uh, to remind you, this is the bar that is around the glass elevator at the center of the concourse, which is the main level. Think of the middle of a D8 uh, of this double pyramid structure. 
Um, so uh, Aetherm's bounty is uh, it's it's pretty busy because this meeting was around uh, dinner time or so. So uh, you spot Apatra lounging in a booth in one corner of the bar. Uh, he matches the description that uh, Telpi gave you. And as you approach him, uh, he'll say, uh, yeah, can I help you? He'd like to talk to you about a possible vacation opportunity. <laughs> uh, you people, I, I didn't know that you were making house calls. I thought you just did this over the phone nowadays. Also, your warranty may be about to expire. He turns his back and takes a sip of his drink. Oh, no, no, no. Sorry. Your sister mentioned you might be looking at some time off. Ah, you spoke to Telpi. Well, uh, why don't you uh, take a seat? We do. Uh, now, she sent you to me. For help. Um, and what are we getting in return for this? Vacation! <laughs> We're trying to be incognito, is it working? Oh, Vacation! <laughs> uh, telling me that it's incognito is uh, it's making it a little easier to pick up on. <laughs> uh, probably easier for everybody to pick up on regardless uh, side eyes the the uh, shimmering spathane uh, well if you're offering me a vacation big air quotes uh, I can offer you my uh, formidable charms though they don't come cheap and he uh, winks at catch Ooh. mechanically. Uh, what he's offering is what he can offer you all is to improve the attitude of most of the population of Smuggler's Moon towards you by one step. Uh, uh, this will mean that you'll have an easier time in certain areas or more people will offer you help without having you having to talk them into it quite as much. Um, he just asks you for 4,000 credits uh, in order to do this. Um, this will not include named NPCs, uh, nor will it include the Maricoy. He says, uh, those guys hate me. Uh, I don't know why. They, I, th I think they think I'm annoying. So you can't improve how identity feels about us? Uh, no, but you know, she's pretty friendly. If you go talk to her, I bet, I bet, you know, you could, you could make a, an acquaintance of her. She's pretty cool. Okay. 4,000 credits is basically nothing at our level. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, way to make me feel like a cheapskate. Browns uh, <laughs> <laughs> roots around in their pockets and comes up with a few credits. I think these have uh, 4,000 on them. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, then uh, give me about a week and you'll have your, uh, you'll, you'll be the talk of the town in a good way. Pleasure doing business with you. Do do Likewise, you think? Should we adopt a different uh, moniker in order to become the talk of the town? I mean, we had to do this in the past. I mean, is anybody looking for you here? No, I don't think so. Then that just sounds needlessly complicated to me. But you know, whatever floats your boat. 
I don't think there's any need to be any more to be anybody but who you are, Maria. You're special enough. Okay. All right. I mean, how many glittery spathinae do you know? None. Hmm. One. Depending on what you mean. All right. Well, let's head on and and go talk to Identity. All right. Uh, so, uh, what's his name? Frenick will, uh, you know, cheers uh, you all with his drink and go back to his solitude. Um, you know, uh, smoldering in the corner of the bar like you do. And uh, what did he, he do on this on this station? Uh, not much, honestly. He's he's uh, we'll say he's in like you know. He's effectively, he's like a custodian. Um, yeah. yeah. He's a hot janitor. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> Those exist. Those do exist. Um, but, all right. So you go to talk to identity. You can find, um, you all are PCs of some, uh, some cleverness and skill. So you're able to find uh, identities, uh, We'll say Identity's dressing room um, backstage from Beguile. And um, you knock on the door and Identity will introduce, uh, will open the door and you see, oh, if I had thought to, I would have cut out. They have some really cool art of Identity in the book, actually, that I neglected to cut out the last time, too. Screen grab. (laughs) Uh, Sure, I'll screen grab and put it in a handout for you all. So... So, uh, while Tom's yeah. doing that, what interesting things have you all bought in our downtown? Well, Auntie nice Nuna, <laughs> Auntie Nuna bought some. Well, no, she got finally some hand-me-down armor because um, apparently a twenty-three for EAC was not good enough. <laughs> <laughs> level level twelve, not really. Um, I mean, it only improved to twenty-five guys so i don't know how much better that is but uh she also more importantly got a mark three ability crystal um and i put it into charisma so she is a plus so her modifier now is plus seven she is the cutest granny in the entire universe which i still don't know how i feel about look she's not hot we said hot granny at first and i decided no cute Cute Adorable. Like, uh, okay, cute. Not like, oh, cute. Uh, okay. No. That's fair. I mean, unless you're really into that, no. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, cool. That's exciting. Um, oh, look at that. I've got the handout. Oh, I'm sorry, folks. Oh, no, that's fine. Um, those purchases will come out at a later time. Whoa, that uh, was actually so- amazing art. Yeah, that's some really good art of identity. The, uh, oh, cool! Impersonator. Yeah. So. I love her hair. This person answers the door and says, uh, Why, hello there. And who are you all? Big fans. Right. <laughs> yes. Oh, 
Well, it's always nice to meet a fan. Uh, come in, come in. Thank you. That's very kind. Do you all have anything you want me to uh, sign for you or something? Or what? What? Yes. How can I help you today? Engine's death warrant. Also, my armor. <laughs> She'll absolutely sign <laughs> Gus's armor. Yeah. Uh, he'll clear, I imagine he'll clear coat over it so as that's... she's signing his arm. Yeah. Oh yeah, the arm, not my armor. She'll sign my arm. I'll clear code over it. It'll become a permanent part. Like my nanites will make it an, like a permanent part of the arm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she yeah, she signs in very loopy. Uh, you know, like your. Uh, she has a great signature. Yeah, uh, identity. She she does that, and then just a split second later, there's like a weird ripple as the nanites flow over it, and they sort of integrate it into the arm. Oh, you're fun. <laughs> I'm full of millions of robots. <laughs> That's fantastic. Sometimes. Uh, <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> um, Auntie we Lou. have a job for you. Uh, oh, uh, is it is it entertaining at a party or <laughs> I? No. Auntie Nuna was going to say, do you do private events? Uh, well, I I do have an hourly rate. Um, now, I will remind you all. She poses as as an android, is an astrozoan, from what Sloane could tell. Uh, she does not know that you know. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Good. And we're back in. Because mm-hmm. I yeah. Um. All right. Uh, well, I do have a I do have a rate. Uh, what were you all uh, looking for me to do? Impersonation. All right. Um, yes. Well, I can. My rates are two thousand credits per hour uh, to impersonate. Uh, I can do two people. Um, for every extra person on top of that, it's another thousand credits per hour. Interesting. And how do you feel about a slight element of danger? Do, do, do you take hazard pay? <laughs> uh, yes, I, I suppose I could do uh, some... Yes, hazard pay. It has, it, believe it or not, that doesn't come up that often, but um, I, I suppose I could ask for another... How dangerous are we talking here? Engine. Uh, name doesn't ring a bell. Uh, Golden League? Oh. Hmm. Call it another 10,000 credits on top. <laughs> um, Auntie Nuna's gonna look over at Sloane, since negotiating prices tends to be her forte. Also, Auntie Nuna has no sense of money, because Liz has no sense of money. <laughs> We'd be happy to make it worth your while. Oh, well. Uh, 10,000 credits would make it worth my while, plus 2,000 an hour. Um, are you sure? Credits are, are all you really want? What else are you offering? Oh, we, we could get you off of this station. We're doing that. 
Oh, darling, my life is here. I, I like it on Smuggler's Moon. Darn. Um, yeah, that's, that's too bad. Um, well, the job's not really all, all that dangerous, and Sloan will throw out a slightly lower price. <laughs> I, um, I would actually ask this to be a bluff because I, oh, okay. I don't. Does Sloan really believe that it's not that dangerous? Is the question. Uh, no, I'm happy to give you a bluff. Uh, my bluff right. is better, even. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's only a. I tell you um, what. I will. Before remember, you, you can reroll. Well, yeah, before that's what all I was of that. Debating. Sorry, Nick. Uh, before all of that, though. Um, I would just keep your eight instead of that six that you rolled because in real life you wouldn't just, you know, say, oops, that was my diplomacy D20. Let me roll my bluff D20. Uh, so um, with an eight, that brings your score up to a 34. Um, yeah, yeah, 34 is enough to, um, you can get identity down to 7,000 credit uh, hazard pay. So. That is, uh, they, they say, uh, well, you drive a hard bargain, uh, Sloan, but um, I could I could settle for 7,000 credits and uh, 2,000 an hour. How does that sound? All right, you got yourself a deal. Excellent. Uh, why don't you all just, uh, she, she describes uh, information that she needs on uh, each person that you will want her to impersonate uh you know where you need her to be etc this this can all be uh things that you all come up with later when you're formulating your final plan to lure sinjin um, but yeah all right so you've got an incredible impersonator um oh i guess uh is Morath tactless enough to yeah uh we were curious about uh why you uh don't tell people what sort of creature you are uh, she like does a double take um, and then says, oh uh, well I'm I'm surprised that you uh, noticed that actually uh, I if you know uh, do do you all mind if I uh, you know slip into something more comfortable as it were <laughs> please whatever <laughs> makes you most comfortable we've invaded your space. Uh, she will, uh, you know, go behind a curtain, uh, transform, and uh, out walks an Astrozoan uh, in uh, looking, you know, similarly Astrozoan-esque uh, to Herald way back from season one. Um, and like a big pink tongue. Yeah, like a big pink tongue with arms. <laughs> and googly eyes. Yes, yes, and googly eyes. Ah. Oh. Harald. Uh, so uh, they'll introduce themselves and say, hi, my real name is Velgo and I use he, them pronouns. I know it gets kind of, uh, it, it, it changes a lot with the different impersonations. And so uh, it's good to, I think it's good to set ground rules. Um, but yes, I am Velgo. Can I, I get your signature under? <laughs> uh, Sure, big guy, you've got it. And, uh, they will. Uh, they will also sign Velgo on your arm, uh, on you know the opposite side of your arm from identity. Okay. 
That still doesn't really answer our question, though. Why are you hiding what you are? Oh, sorry. Not many times I uh, uh, get to, you know, show my true self. It, it's it's a show business thing, really. It's, uh, you know, it makes it easier for me to trick people into thinking that I'm doing these, uh, these impersonations uh, in a different way. It's like a, a stage magician never reveals their tricks, right? This is how I do my tricks. How oh, did you come here? Uh, sorry, Liz, what? How did you come to this place in such an interesting profession? I bet you've got a great story, unless they decided not to put it in the book. <laughs> well, that's okay. That the back matter? Uh, I, I came here, oh, about 15 years ago or so. Uh, just heard Smuggler's Moon was a neat place, uh, that it collected a bunch of different people. And uh, when I arrived, they were looking for a, a performer on the stage. And I signed up and I haven't left since. Well, it's nice that you seem to have found your niche. It is good, isn't it? Well, uh, I'm sorry, but I do have another show coming up soon. So uh, if there's anything else, uh, here's my contact information. And I uh, look forward to working with you all. Us, you cannot add him to the family server. Okay. <laughs> You've very met them once, Gus, once. But they're very <laughs> cool. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you for your time. And uh, that... Now you have uh, an incredible impersonator in your in your tool belt, as it were. Oh yeah, who paid the credits? I got the last time. Mm, um, you could. Oh, you can't add negatives to our loot sheet. No. Um, <coughs> I feel Lena because she has too much money right now. I was gonna say. Well, I could put. I forth... thought I spent it all. <laughs> oh, you, you just didn't subtract it down. I was like, I could put forth my remaining 2,952 credits. I am broke because I buy equipment all the time. <laughs> yeah, I'm also out of credits. Well, let me let me check the Bank of Nuna um, while we decide what to do next narratively. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm sure you all will find the credits somewhere, is the thing. Or <laughs> um, sugar mama. <laughs> So, all right, uh, remaining is a meeting with uh, Shyeth, uh, or Eska, as she said she was. So, assuming that you all want to go there next. Yeah. It's a dangerous thing, assuming. Uh, all right, so uh, yet the same night, uh, you arrive at Eska's rooms and find the door unlocked. Entering. Uh, entering, you see Eska standing at the sink, uh, washing some dishes. You're here, the elder Lushenta states curtly. I'd say you're welcome to take a seat, but you're not. Still, best come inside. I can't have you lingering in my doorway. Uh, she puts the dishes that she was washing down and regards you all with displeasure as you sort of assemble inside her little uh, domicile. Mind if I make some tea before you abduct me? I warn you, I haven't got many years left in me. I plan to keel over during transport out of spite. 
We're not taking you anywhere. No. And, and we're not killing you either because that sounded really menacing. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you want to go somewhere, we're doing that for other people. We're here to kill no. Sinjin. After all, I owe you a debt. She uh, takes all of this in and uh, folds her arms. Charmer, honestly, I wasn't sure what to expect with you showing up out of the blue. Auntie, no it's Nuna now. Oh, uh, I, I'm sorry. Uh, Nuna. Uh, well, what's to say you haven't fallen on bad luck and decided you want to turn me over to Sinjin to get in his good graces? Or what's to say that he's not threatening to kill you if you don't find me? I haven't survived this long by being a trusting person. Me neither. Well, we have proof that he has a bounty on us for a million credits. That what doesn't really reassure her, I'm sure. Oh. In fact, that is one of the possible out possibilities that she just outlined. But we really no. hate Sinjin. Yeah, that. It's a justification for us wanting to kill him. Which we want to do. Quite a lot. Well, why don't you all make a diplomacy check to try okay. and convince her this? Um, I aided. Aids are welcome. <laughs> yep, Gus aids. Oh, uh, every everybody else can stop. That's a forty-two on Nuna's <laughs> diplomacy plus two from Gus is forty-four. Uh, yes. Uh, so she'll. Uh, regard you all once more and say so uh, then what are you here for? Well we need to get Sinjin off our backs uh, permanently but there's no way that we can get him out of that turtle of a palace he has whatever the hell you'd call it fortress there is one thing that we can think of that would get him to come out, and that is the prospect, only the prospect, of capturing you. Ah, uh, see, I knew I knew I knew I wasn't going to like where this was going. But he'll be dead at the end, so you will. <laughs> if it's any consolation, he'll also be wanting to capture me. Yes, that does make sense. I do believe that. Uh, frankly, I'm surprised to see you still alive as much as perhaps you are still surprised to see me. <laughs> you always seemed a bit more sensible than I. We feel like there's some context we're missing. Yes, we, we go back. Uh, no, not here. Oh, go on. I'm waiting to see if the DM is going to initiate a, flak a flashback sequence. <laughs> <laughs> Nuna and I go way back. She, uh, she, she helped me hide from Sinjin when I, uh, when I wanted to run away. And I am very grateful for that. But if you are going to drag me into your plot to kill Sinjin, you need to know what you're asking of me. 
uh, she'll uh, sit down with her tea uh, at the table and, you know, loosely gesture to uh, any seating around the room. When I was young, I was a gifted tattoo artist. You might even say I was famous. But I was also naive. I made the mistake of accepting employment with the Golden League. <laughs> I didn't heed any rumors that I heard. I didn't want to. At first, all went well. Lots of work, lots of money, and access to the best training and supplies. I learned the secret of magical tattoos and uh, surpassed my mentors. They said I was gifted, an in innovator. Wow, I'm stuttering. Such a fool. Soon, that was all the Golden League wanted. Magical tattoos to hide weapons, empower the body, vanish from sight, teleport, fly. They sold some of them on the market, like a new gun or knife, and turned my art into tools for murder. Tried to get me to teach others, but I was vain. Didn't want to, uh, in case they'd decide they didn't need me anymore. Honestly, that might have been better in the long run. She pauses and uh, scans the room. Her eyes land on Ketch. You, you have a tattoo weapon on you, don't you? I, well, I suppose I shouldn't be surprised. I do indeed. I will not summon it to maintain your ease. She uh, just wordlessly holds her hand out to, uh, you know, examine you. He'll, he'll, he, he pulls the, the uh, shoulder down of his, of his shirt so she can get a good look at it. <clears throat> Shoddy work. <laughs> she... <laughs> nice. nice. The guy said that it, it was Aklo for, for honor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I love you. Oh. Oh, dear. Uh, that that is Aklo for chicken nugget. <laughs> Could be worse. Gone to oh, and he's just like getting all grumpy now. <laughs> uh, perhaps if uh, you can convince me after all this, you can come back and I'll fix that for you. Well, I do need a new tattoo artist. <laughs> she uh, seems to focus and remembers what she was talking about. All that blood is on my hands. All that death caused by those tattoos. Uh, but you can't just quit. They won't let you. So I fled instead. Eventually I came here and threw myself on Dregor's mercy. I asked for asylum, a safe place to hide and powerful people to say I wasn't here. He gave me that and more. Shelter, food, work. He hid me from the Jun that they sent after me for a time, even from Sinjin himself, though eventually he came to retrieve me in person. That's where your auntie over there saved me. She smiles fondly, then scowls. And now you're here to ruin it. We As wouldn't be here if we had any other choice. So and auntie, it does look goes. genuinely regretful. Hmm. Why do you look regretful if you saved them? Uh, well, everyone deserves a good retirement. As Moriath asks that question about regret, uh, yes, indeed, let's jump back to that memory 
Oh you man, are. that triggered the the, uh-huh. uh, the time jump. Okay. Surprise. Uh, so surprise flashbacks. So uh, we are triggers flashbacks for me too. <laughs> We're back in the maze-like hallways of the employee section of Smuggler's Moon uh, with Charmer holding a gun to Shyeth's back. Shyeth seems to have a thought and breaks her previous silence. You know. We could both get away from him. We don't need to go wherever it is you're meeting him. Where exactly do you think I have to go other than to Shinda? Other than to Sinja? Smuggler's Moon is a big place uh, with another chance. Uh, perhaps even if you go back and leave, leave some breadcrumbs or something, I, I could make an escape somewhere deeper in the moon or out into the forests, long enough for Sinjin to think that the trail has gone cold. And then, uh, you know, you could come out and meet me and we would uh, wait until this all blows over. And then have Sinjin after both of us? No thanks. Well. I'm not sure what, honestly, I'm not sure what I'd do with myself otherwise. I'm sure a clever person like you could figure something out. You found me. That means that you're smarter than whoever else he sent. Maybe even smarter than him. Well, what's the point? I mean, I've got a good job. Plenty of challenges. Good pay. For now. Sinjin is a selfish person. He joined the League to advance himself, not any, you know, family or friends of his. There will come a day when he turns on you or sacrifices you to advance himself. Mark my words. He certainly doesn't let uh, sentiment get in the way. No. I imagine he doesn't. You can't when you run a crime family like that. So I imagine uh, you all walk in in silence with Charmer mm-hmm. thinking more. So if I if I did perhaps want to entertain this idea of yours, how to work? Hmm. You... Well, have you told Sinjin that you found me yet? No, not yet. Uh, There's a signal. Okay. Well... Hmm. I suppose... If you just let me go, and then... I get lost. I go somewhere else. Uh, you just tell Sinjin that you couldn't find me. And uh, that's that. That's the end of it. He never this asked plan, to know. This plan sounds an awful lot like you getting away and me being left hold, held in, holding the bag. But then you also leave. Where would I go? Here. 
Smuggler's Moon is great. If I wanted to stay on a little mud ball of a planet, I would have stayed home. Hmm. Well, I don't know. I think I think really it comes down to how long Forget about me for a second. This all comes down to how long it's going to take for Sinjin to decide that you are not useful anymore. Regardless of me, regardless of what happens today. Yes, I have a personal interest in you, you know, turning on Sinjin, but I need you, partially for me, to think about this and ask yourself, how long do you have? You know you betrayed one of his cousins. I'm not getting any younger. Sinjin, being an elf's gonna stay the way he is for a real long time. That is unfortunate. Long memories on elves. Well, maybe... Maybe we make it look like we both took off on different ships. There's ships coming in and out of the station all the time. That way, he's always hunting for you somewhere else other than here. And then I just stay here while he, he goes off on a wild goose chase. And what do you do then? You actually take a ship off? take your name oh why I become the ghost he's chasing and then I lose the name somewhere along the line then we both disappear interesting all right well then Okay. I'm not sure I can pull off a Lashunta, not without a little bit of help, but uh, I can definitely make it look on the papers. I can make it look right on the paper. Well, in the system. Yeah, just keep a hood, wear wear baggy hooded clothes and stuff like that, so that way you're, you know, nobody can tell you don't have antenna or something, and uh. Our heads are different shapes, so it's going to be tough to uh, pass unless you're uh, good at forging. Oh, I'm good at forging. <laughs> uh, all right, then that sounds like a plan. Uh, you. So we'll need to we'll need to book passage. This needs to happen quick, though, or else Sinjin is going to get wise. 
We've got three hours. Oh, Better get to work. All right. Uh, and yeah, so we'll, I think we will uh, simply leave it there. Yeah, we'll leave it there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because obviously it doesn't go quite as well. Mm-hmm. But that's a story for another time. So, all right. Um, we come back in on those, uh, the, the two faces. Oh, yeah, like on TV, we fade out and the two faces, you know, become much older and they're, you know, looking at each other from across the, the table. And Eska will turn to the party at large and say, well, uh, I suppose what happens now? What do you need from me to not get me killed in all this? Well, we need you to pop your head above the parapets just for a few moments. Enough that Sinjin's watchers will see it. All right. Didn't we want to fight Sinjin in the throne room? Yes, that's the next step. We need a verified sighting of you, as Shayeth, mm. here on Smuggler's Moon. Shayeth Evadros is dead. Uh, the Golden League killed her, and her family has mourned her loss. Please call me Eska. Yes. Very sorry. We could just tell Sinjin that you're here, and that we want to trade you for our lives. Yes. You I know, suppose. his cousin is here. You've, have, have you, have you, you did know that, right? Zeldern is here? Oh, All right, yes. We've bought him drinks. Ah, yes, it's very awkward. We, we sort of dance around each other. Uh, not literally, but. <laughs> oh, move. I say that's sweet. <laughs> We, we pretend the other doesn't exist. Uh, it's easier that way on Smuggler's Moon. Oh, that's sad. So if he sends the message, then he will not know that we are here. If we also hide the ship. But- and then he will be less on his guard. That yeah. sounds good. It would be nice to have this monkey off my back. That's not the right expression. This specter out from looming behind me. It would be Old good to have Sinjin. This just like, yo, that's really bad. <laughs> Spectre hunting, <laughs> Spectre on your back. Revenant hunting you. <laughs> no, I think I said it best when I said it. It would be good for Sinjin to be dead and not have to worry about him. Agreed. Um, we agree. So, where did you get that? (laughs) Your cabinets. Sorry, I've taken over your kitchen. (laughs) Gus comes out and puts like a a cake on the on the table, and it's iced, and it has like a picture of Sinjin dead. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Well, this is a bit elaborate. I'm not much of a planner or a thinker. I'm a doer, and I got real bored. (laughs) <laughs> kind of like putting the whipped pink frosting before the horse, right? Mm-hmm. So, 
Uh, yes, Esco will agree to go along with uh, whatever plan you all have. Yay! All right. So with that, yeah, you've got, you've met everybody. Uh, you've talked to some key players. Uh, it's going to take some time to get everything together. But let's talk setting the trap. Let's talk about what you all want to do. So going through everything. Yes, everybody, let, let us all steeple our fingers together in, uh, in planning mode. Come on, Leif, join us. Join us in there. It is. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, this is a great. This is a great screenshot. Good, everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, you will all uh, be able to. Again, you have a lot of time, and uh, Zeldern would ask to meet with you all to go over the plan uh, and be included in this, as uh, he has some stake in it as well. Um, so. What do you all think is the best plan of action? Like uh, you've mentioned uh, the throne room as a possibility, uh, enclosed, easy to corner sink in there, uh, things like that. What, uh, what, what aspects of the plan do you all have in mind? So the plan, oh, go on. Um, uh, so... I guess the pieces are when Sinjin's ship lands, we make sure that our ship is hidden somewhere. Um, presumably, Drago can like help us find a place to put it because we Drago. don't need it. Somebody, somebody had said last session that they could. I don't think it was Drago. I thought it was Garvagam, the hobgoblin yeah. leader of his hunters, uh, is more than happy to show you all a secluded place to hide your ship in the forest. So. so we can hide on um, near like a landing pad. The air traffic controller can have Sinjin land. Oh, sorry. Back up a few steps. The cousin tells Sinjin that he found what's her face and wants back in or something. That is here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Zeldern will uh, cut in that I can't tell him that I know where, es- where Shyeth Eska is as uh, otherwise uh, he won't have any reason to well he'll just he'll just capture me and probably torture the information out of me or something uh, dreadful like that so uh, mm. I'll tell him that uh, Dregor is the only one that knows where the information uh, knows where Eska is mm. good good so he'll come he- here and then um as he and his whole army leave the ship, we sneak onto it and disable it and deal with whatever security he leaves on it. Um, when he goes up to the throne room, he can't bring his whole army, but he can bring the assassins, right? Yeah. Yeah, there's room for 10 people on the elevator, so uh, give or take. So uh, he'll be able to bring a handful of people as well as uh, Zeldern up there. So then identity could be in the throne room in a different guise. As soon as Sinjin comes up, identity could take the elevator down in the elevator, turn into Sinjin, and then go back to the army and tell them, all right, we're going to stay in this uh, closed off area. Yes. Well, yes. I thought we were going to use identity to get onto the ship to disable it. You know, like we get um, Sinjin to leave. 
I don't think we need him for that. Yeah, I don't think we need okay. him for that. Okay. So, Identity's role will be to uh, convince uh, Sinjin soldiers, hey, go stay here. Um, you know, oh, internal here. This, this will take longer <laughs> than I expected or whatever. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Yes, and uh, Rianri, the greeter who greeted you on your uh, when you landed here at Smuggler's Moon, or some other such greeter, can uh, greet Sinjin on the landing pad as well to allow him to uh, well to offer him the same services uh, they offered you with you know here's room and board and here's how much it'll cost and uh, you could all uh, you could distract the soldiers that way and then have. Uh, Velgo go in and uh, say, you know, stay here for a while, um, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, so we don't actually need to give them false orders? Not necessarily. Because um, remember, you all have the signal jammer as well. Mm-hmm. So once they're in that room, you all could just turn on the signal jammer. Yeah. Then they're not going to get any calls. Okay. So it sounds like we don't need identity then. I think I think it would be good to still use identity to move the soldiers somewhere else because mm-hmm. uh, from a strictly player standpoint, uh, the DC to overcome those signal jammers is a little low for for level twelve. <laughs> a level fourteen. Yeah, it's uh, DC's. 10 plus... 20, it's 29 for that single jammer. It's 15 plus its level. Yeah, so... Okay. 20... That's... I couldn't roll anything lower than a 30. I would be able to still break that. Yeah, but you're also it. a mechanic. Um, you saying, you're saying he, he doesn't have any mechanics? No, he does, but he yeah. isn't going to bring them into the throne room. All he'll bring okay. is himself and the Zoom assassins. Okay. I, I just think... Uh, Multiple he, does have to, he does Multiple have to find failsafe. it before he can break it. Oh, right? but that no, it's it's just to overcome the the effects. Oh, to send a to send a to message. Send, to send yeah. a message. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I, I guess our our another failsafe can be like the place where we sent them is a place where we can lock all the doors. So even if the signal Ooh. jammer gets unjammed, they'll still be locked up. Uh. Right. And and in character, Catch will will also posit the idea of um, locking down the elevator after he gets to the top, which is something that Catch could probably do. Mm-hmm. With Good a, idea. With his plus twenty nine to computers. And then we take. And then after we <laughs> especially the if we talk to Dragor, because Dragor might just have a key for that. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Ooh, yeah, we need to get Dregor in on this conversation because I need to. We sh- we should ask. He probably has a panic button he can hit and like lock down the room. Well, we don't want the room to get locked down until after we get in it. But right. Well, I thought that was the idea. Is he comes up and we're and the big reveal is we're there when he gets off the elevator. No, no, no. Yeah, because we have to disable the ship. Mm. Yeah. Right, but, but we're gonna, he's gonna have to go talk to his cousin first, right? Mm-hmm. Which gives us time to. Make that switch. Yeah. Why 
did he talk yeah, to? So, He's the one who knows. Who right, because he has to get that. Well, the cousin doesn't want to talk to him because the cousin doesn't want to be captured. But if the cousin puts forth that they don't know where the target is. The cousin is. wants to say he doesn't know where Triath is. They can just. I thought it was mentioned that they would delay him on uh, before getting there by offering him room and board and all the, the amenities that we were offered and such. That too? Yeah. So we don't have that guy just hold him up a bit and just be like, you know, delay him about if we run into combat, it couldn't last more than a minute and we'll just <laughs> delay him about 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, delay him about 20 minutes and we'll be in the room before he gets there. Okay. Either way, I wasn't right. suggesting locking the room down before we got there. I mean, when locking him in there with us. So that, kind of that, or he gets up there and Dragor is stalling him with conversation. And then we come up the elevator, walk out, and he hits the panic button and we're behind Sinjin. Yeah, that's, that's what I was thinking. Have him fight his, his minions first so he's a little lower in mm-hmm. HP. <laughs> well, I don't know if that's going to happen. but <laughs> Yeah, I mean, uh, mechanically, I'm not sure if we can get the, the system to swing that far in our favor. So remember who you're talking about. Mm-hmm. You're talking Gregor? about the crime boss of a family, of, of a oh. Golden League family. Uh, oh, if you all were able something... to meet up... Go on. Go ahead. Sorry. No, I, I was just going to say, all you got to say is something, something honorable combat to Dregor, and you'll be foaming at the mouth. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so currently it sounds like your plan is Plurse Engine here. Zeldern will tell him... Hey, I know where Shyeth is. Uh, uh, and then Sinjin arrives. You all sneak onto his ship because you're going to be, I don't know, like clinging to the underside of the, the docking pad or something. Sure, uh, that sounds fun. Sure, that sounds sick. Yeah, you all can fly. Um, and then while you're disabling the ship, the soldiers are moved into quarters by the greeter. And then the greeter is holding up Sinjin and Zeldern with, you know, paperwork or some such uh, bull flame of like, oh no, your, your ship's registration, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Uh, that, that will only Our work. Scan. Hold on, let me try it again. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that will only work for so long. Uh, but... Well, then there's the slow walk to the elevator because that took us a while. <laughs> sure. Yeah. And then I'm sure they could turn down the speed of the elevator. But don't we need to get in there before them? I'm, no, I'm still a little Leif, Leif made right. a good point where you all could just ride the elevator up to the throne room later and then make a grand entrance to Corner Sinjin there and then yeah. have Dragor, you know, press whatever panic button he has. Um, yeah, so Dragor will... Uh, let's see. Yeah. Uh, if you... When you include Dragor in this conversation, Dragor will say... Uh, that yes, he has a uh, he he could arrange for the elevator to be shut down uh, so that uh, Sinjin won't uh, be able to use it. Uh, it'll it'll be locked down and yeah, we'll say we it's promise even. Promise this will be an even better fight than when you had us fight your guards. <laughs> it will be even more amusing. Well, yeah. I hope so. Uh, <laughs> If you'll but make I hope you're more... it too, because I am banking a lot on on your success here. If it'll make you feel better, I'll put your I'll emblazon your symbol across my armor. You do whatever helps you. I'll also put some flames on it because I'll go faster. 
we'll give you the exclusive uh, TV rights to this, so you can make what <laughs> you want. Yeah. So it still sounds like we're not using identity. Is there some way we can use them as a fallback, as a safeguard? Well, well maybe um, in case. How are we getting the, gar- the guards diverted then? If we're not using identity, I missed that. With the steward. Oh. The greeter. Greeter. Uh, yeah, currently as the plan stands, you have the greeter leading them into a room and then you can have Capria can lock down that door. Uh, that is, once again, a temporary stopgap, but depending on the timing of all of this, that should be fine as long as you all deal with Sinjin. In we a could have uh, Identity waiting on the side. If the guards realize something is amiss and they break out of that room, we could have Identity like stumble out of the vestibule where the elevator is and be like, it was a trap, and then lead them in another direction away from Sinjin. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. All right, <laughs> let's call that back up. Signal jammer, door locks, uh, Astrozoan. <laughs> we can't not use Astrozoan if there's Astrozoan invo- uh, as an option. Yeah. Her all yeah. would be ashamed of us. <laughs> well, except that we'll probably we might actually succeed at you know impersonating somebody uh, Harald could impersonate yeah. a chair made of tongues and teeth yeah Harald could do a lot of things <laughs> you know how you know how you were talking about us hanging onto the other side of the underside of the landing platform because we could fly Morayoth Mar- and Gus also basically have no bones because I have the because Gus has the rat folk belt. I'm just picturing us like just Gus's fingertips pushing up a tiny little drain underneath the ship and then just squeezing out a drain in the tarmac like gross. gross. It's uh, compression, not gooify. <laughs> <laughs> It's a so, little bit gooify because one eighth of his body size is smaller than his skull. I think. Okay, but one eighth is still not the size of a drain. Depends on the size of the drain. Regardless, <laughs> uh, one more thing that Zeldern will remind you all of in, when when you return to talking about the starship and how you're going to disable it is uh, he'll say, uh, "Sinjin will most likely leave guards either." in the ship or on the landing pad around it. Uh, you should be prepared for this eventuality. Sure. And how to either bypass them or just knock them out. Uh, whatever floats your boat. I, now we could have identity distract that. I, think so. I have a thing for that too. Ooh, good to, good to do tell. Uh, it involves explosions. Of course. We're trying not to Continue. kill you. So. Very yes, okay. Oh, these are the ones we're trying not to kill. Man, this yeah. would have been yeah. perfect. Yeah. We—they don't care about the assassins, the Jean assassins, the other guards. We want to try and keep alive, but aren't there non-lethal explosives? There are not not in my possession, but there are. <laughs> Hypothetically, they must exist. It's okay. We will just fight them and knock them out. You, you know what you should be running. You know what you should do for the throne room, Leif? You should secure the area as a downtime activity, which would allow you to set Ooh. eight explosives that and set their triggering methods. <laughs> Sweet. 
Interesting. And the DC to perceive them is based off of your engineering check to arm them. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> but but we will be in the throne room. Depends on where he sticks them. He can stick them dead center and we're standing right in front of the elevator. I mean, we'll know where they are. I'm sure Catch will tell us. Hopefully. <laughs> okay. I mean, it would just be fun. That or you could do it on the tarmac where the ship has landed to take out the guards. It's a big tarmac. You don't know where the guards are going to stand. <laughs> Presumably next to the ship, hopefully. But yeah, you're right. <laughs> That's still like, here's this football field. Now plant eight explosives where exactly where the guards will stand. Yeah, I keep picturing Cloud City and the Millennium Falcon barely fitting on that landing pad is what I keep picturing. <laughs> That's probably more likely, but still. Um, yeah, it's probably better in the throne room. Is there any way we could sneak past the guards, like with an invisibility sphere or something? That's a pathfinding tourism if I ever heard one. <laughs> it is. We we could have identity impersonate Sengen to draw them off. All right, everyone, I no longer need the ship guarded. Everyone walking towards this hallway. Chop, chop. Or there's an explosion. Someone tried to kill me. Quick, this way. But wouldn't they try to usher him onto the yeah. ship? I'd their boss their boss says quick yeah. this way and they say no, go that way? <laughs> yeah, he's their boss mm-hmm. and he's like, someone just tried to assassinate me. I need you to help me go Point. murder them. Come this way. Point. Point. Where's the rest of your army? They got murdered. Someone just tried to murder me. I've sent them off somewhere else. I sent the rest of the troops that way, but I need you to follow me this way. Pinch your attack. Personally, I wouldn't ask a lot of questions if my boss was like, you, my guard, come this way now. It's an emergency. Entman, come with me. Uh, I don't think I'm going to, actually. But boss, I don't understand. (laughs) No. Why are we going there? When your boss is a murderous head of a crime family you and he says jump you say how high or else you get shot you don't you don't say how high you turn on your jetpack and you just fly up until he tells you to stop (laughs) yeah okay all right i've been convinced i like this plan um all right so uh that is how it will go so what we're gonna do is exactly over like the next that. Nothing, week, nothing goes wrong. Yes, it goes exactly like that. That's a wrap. Good job, All everybody. Right, good, good game, everyone. Uh, well, well played. Great story. Yeah, yeah. Everybody knows the best stories are where the plan goes perfect and uh, nothing bad happens. Uh, and this is gonna be that. So, uh, but just in case, we'll we'll play it out anyway. Um, so while you all have. Uh, it'll take about a week for, uh, what's his name, for Brennick to uh, turn everybody onto your side. And as uh, as the week, as you all are going around making your preparations and whatnot, uh, you start to get some... Where are we? Where are we? Uh, you all begin to get some shifty looks from the less savory of the unsavory types in the concourse. Um Eventually, uh, one day it comes to a head as you're confronted by a large orc uh, who steps deliberately into the path of your party on your way elsewhere in Smuggler's Moon. Boy, we want to know what happened to King Dregor and why you seem to be calling the shots lately, Missy Boots. Uh, and 
He, you know, points at Sloane. A couple of the others in the area turn at his words, nodding grimly. Me? I, I don't know what you mean. Well, first you were spotted at, uh, taking a tour with King Dragor, and then uh, you seem to be going around. The guards are taking orders from you occasionally, and what we, we want to know what you've done to King Dragor. Oh, nothing. King Dragor is a close personal friend. All right. Uh, so, Sloane, you're going to have a couple options here. Uh, you can use bluff, diplomacy, or intimidate to calm this growing crowd of uh, ruffians concerned and clamoring for the order of things. Um, we'll allow any and all aids in this situation. Uh, and I'll remind you, the eyes of the crowd are on you as this accusation of foul play, of manipulation, hangs in the air. Uh, what would you like to do, Captain? How would you like to defuse this situation? Um, I'm going to use bluff to overstate how close King Dragor and I really are. I mean, we're friends. But we're going to be best friends by the time I finish this speech. I ought to assist. Okay. Yeah, me too. All right. Uh, yes, with the nice help 35. of your friend, that is a 35. And that is enough to uh, to convince these ruffians uh, to, you know, give you a second. They, they give you some space. They give you the floor, as it were. Um, and uh, they don't seem convinced, though. So why don't you make me one more check as oh as this goes? All right, let's do this again. Um, oh my goodness! Why can't I roll dice? What is it with bluff and slow not being able to roll dice? It's all right. Crazy. <sighs> you still get a you get a plus six because Gus auto assists everything and yeah said. Jet is not here right now. I take over Gus's mind for a moment. And, you know, of course. So. so that is a 36. Uh, that is still not enough, though. Now it's Well, long. I would like to use my... I can use my improvisation to dormant for this, right? Yes, you can. Yes, I can. Let's Surely re-roll that. Yeah. Ah, much better. That's a that's a 38 for me, plus 6 from my friends. Becomes a 44. Four. Uh, tell you what, the DC was thirty-eight. This was a pretty decent DC. Uh, My so, goodness. Yes. Uh, well, these people are angry. They've been seeing. Uh, you know, they're concerned. They like the way things are going in Smuggler's Moon, and they don't want people coming in and mucking it up. But I am. I am most certainly not here to muck anything up, my friends. Like I said, King Dragor is a close personal friend. I only want to see him and Smuggler's Moon survive and flourish. Only even half life. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, and with that, you're able to uh, calm this crowd. They sort of grumble to themselves and uh, and they'll disperse. Um, and uh, you have managed to solve this without violence, uh, which is a plus. So, Thank goodness. Congratulations. Yeah. Something, something, I didn't vote for him. Mm. <laughs> Uh, all right, and then so you give uh, you give Zeldern a week or so passes, and you give Zeldern the go ahead to send a message to Sinjin. Uh, he sends oh. it off. Oh, catch! Oh, I I guess Gus isn't here to explain it to me. But this uh, secure an area downtime does does it last for a while, or does it have to be done right before? Either way, I think you could do it. Uh, oh, I see. Because you you also want to get your reroll. Um, yeah, because I want my reroll. 
Uh, downtime. And I prefer reroll over explosives. Sure. I'm, I'm pulling up the downtime rolls as we go, yeah, though. So too. if you want to continue on, I can look so, it up and I'll let you know. Oh, this is, this is good for us to go over real quick. Uh, okay. Secure an area. On the following day. Yes. Oh. So it is the following day, and then on the following day, you and your allies gain a plus two circumstance bonus to initiative and perception checks in the secured area as well. So that's pretty nice. But if you want your re-roll, I bet, I bet you got somebody else in the party who's good at engineering, right? Well, Maybe? that's the other thing is I, ha- I need to look at, what was it called? What was it called? It's probably back towards the top. No, was it manage futures? M? Maintain equipment? Look for futures. Manage course, no. Explore futures. Explore futures, thank you. During the following day. Okay, yeah, no, I will take a reroll over a plus two to initiative and perception. Okay. If somebody else wants to secure the room, they are more than welcome to. Uh, Auntie Nuna can probably do that. All right. So, yeah, Auntie Nuna's pretty good at at engineering, rather. And that'll Mm -hmm. give everybody a bonus, which is pretty cool. So, uh, yeah, uh, King Dregor will allow you to uh, set up these explosives in the throne room. Um, Great guy. Great guy. Perhaps perhaps moving some of his more valuable pieces out of the room, uh, knowing mm-hmm. that there will be an all-out melee and grenades going off. What's up, Leaf? Uh, secure area says nothing about explosives. It's in the, the section above. In the activity. Oh, there it is. So, yes, you can set to be rudimentary tripwires or pressure plates. Uh, each Explosive requires its own detonator. Uh, so I'll say you could also, uh, since they each have their own detonator, you could also just have it rigged so that you have control over each detonator. Um, kind and, and benevolent. At your leisure. Yes, I am very kind and quite benevolent. So, all right. Um, I will make some engineering checks for Auntie Nuna in secret. Auntie Nuna, what is your engineering bonus? Auntie Nuna's engineering bonus is 21. Okay, I will roll. Uh, you know what? I'm just going to roll 1d20 and see, uh, see what the, that does. The other thing to keep in mind is what explosives from where... Uh, yes. Uh, well, you can buy explosives here for sure. Do you have eight explosives? Yeah, no, that's, that's what I'm saying. Gotcha. Um, I'm pretty eight, sure I do. Eight high-level grenades is going to be kind of spendy. Well, um... I have... What did you say your name was? Let me check the loot sheet. Pretty sure I got given grenades relatively recently. Yeah, they they kind of fall off of trees. Sometimes. I've got Mark Three riot grenades. I've got a Mark Three hollow grenade. I've got a Mark Two web grenade. So it sounds like a rave is is what you can set up with these grenades. You got a hollow grenade, some riot grenades, and web grenades. And... Riot grenades aren't bad. Don't those stagger for a turn? That sounds right. Uh, so Man, yeah, why don't 
Liz, why don't you tell me how many grenades you set up and we can we can figure this out later because we're not, believe yeah. it or not, we're not going to get to the throne room just right away. So okay. um, you you get a tally and we'll roll those engineering checks uh, which, uh, in ret uh, retroactively. That's the word. Okay. All right. So everybody uh, choose your downtime activity that you would like to do. I know uh, Ketch is going to be discerning futures and... Nuna's going to be setting up, well, securing area. What's Gus going to do? I am not 100% certain. I was looking Ouch. at... Yeah, I mean, there's that. <laughs> you could secure the, the landing platform. I don't have the grenades for that. Is the thing. You don't need to... It doesn't have to involve setting up explosives. You, oh, you yeah. will still get to plus two do initiative and perceptions. Yeah, I could just secure it. I don't think I need to make an engineering check. It's just we get plus two to initiative and perception, right? Yes, indeed. Yeah, I'll I'll secure the landing platform. Like, I guess the center of it, because I presume that's where a ship would land. Yeah, it's going to be a bit bigger than 50 by 50. So, yeah, we'll say the center of the landing platform is fine. Or if there's multiple parking spots, we can be like, this is the spot they need to be assigned, and I'll... <laughs> you know, we know sure. where they're going to land. Uh, we we're in with the the controller. He's going to land them where we need them. Oh yeah, he, yes he's, they will. He's he's uh they they're they're a raxolite and they're also now a friend for life. <laughs> yes, I have proclaimed it. Yeah. Does the bonus to initiative apply to all of us, or just the person who does the preparation? You and your allies plus two bonus to initiative and perception checks in the secured area. All right, then Mariah is free to lounge. Mm. Okay. Uh, Sloan got any good doing busy stuff. Morath is just watching TV. Sorry. All right. For all intents and purposes, Ketch is just playing with his phone. Sure. I know uh, there's a lot of downtime activities out there. Uh, Nick, do you have any thoughts? Keep getting more, too, right? I was like, yeah. yeah. Well, I always <laughs> say loud. Is there anything else I want to be doing? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, you know, you can. Uh, when in doubt, I think a good one to fall back on is uh, maintain equipment, maintain armor or weapons. You know, the first time you get crit, uh, you reduce the damage by like your armor's level or something. Or the next time you score a crit with your weapon, you increase the damage or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, that is pretty good, and it's it's too expensive to carouse at this level. You know, it's like twelve hundred credits. Wow. Yeah, yeah. it's a hundred times your level. Twelve hundred credits. Wow. That's a lot. Uh, right? Not have 1,200 credits to blow at the moment because I bought new armor. So I guess, uh, yeah, I'll maintain my equipment. As you level up, so does your taste. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Can't buy that bottom shelf wine anymore for this carousing. That was level one wine. It is It is. It is known. Yes. No well gin for you. Okay. Uh, I'll maintain my, my pistol. All right. Everybody make sure you've marked what your downtime activities confer to you. So, uh, you all know by the schematics that you found on Sinjin's ship that the Risen has a drift rating of four, meaning that once the message has been sent, it'll take uh, Sinjin a little time to get here from the Pact Worlds, uh, 3d6 divided by four days. So, uh, you all uh, had best ensure that you've got all your preparations finished before sending the message. Uh, 
So the Risen uh, will, you know, we jump a few days forward. The Risen begins its approach to Smuggler's Moon. Uh, they make contact with Capria, who directs them to a landing pad on the far side of the port, a long walk away from the ramp down to Concourse and the elevator up to King Gregor's palace. We see Sinjin and a large contingent of soldiers and assassins step out into the bright, onto the bright sunlit pad to be greeted by Rianri and Zeldern. Zeldern with his cool, his cool guy glasses on, of course. Uh, they bow deeply to Sinjin, who barely acknowledges them. He instead gazes up at the large structure sitting atop the pyramid-like shape of Smuggler's Moon, sunlight glinting off his sunglasses. Rianri offers him boarding for his soldiers, explaining that while he is welcome to bring any number of his entourage with him on the moon, only so many will fit in the elevator up to see King Dragor. He nods, gesturing for many of his soldiers to either stand guard by the Risen or follow a second greeter to the quarters located off the landing pad. He is then led inside with Zeldern and eight Jeune Assassins to the elevator at the bottom of Concourse uh, on a winding circuitous path with uh, some, some holdups with paperwork and whatnot, all predetermined by you all. Uh, all Can the we while, determine from, from our like vantage point how many soldiers are left in the ship and how many are, are left like in front of the ship? So you all tell me, are you up above on perhaps another landing pad uh, above this one? Or were you... Uh, the initial thing that you all had said was that you would hang from underneath the landing pad, but... You sure, but maybe we have, like, access to a camera feed. Um, up above would be preferable. Also, Ketch could, you know, utilize his uh, his rig in such a way. It we made so friends. Now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, Ketch, this is a good opportunity for you to be sniping since you're, uh, you've got, you know, it's a big open area on a landing pad. Uh, so this could be something that you might want to do. Uh, Nick is right. You have made friends with uh, Capria in security. So I honestly, all of the above, uh, you could know from various sources uh, just how many soldiers there are at a glance. So looking at the docking pad, docking pad, docking bay, landing pad, uh, there seem to be uh, four soldiers on the landing pad with the Risen as well as another 20 or so uh, go um, to walk through the door. Like, they, they process behind the Jeune Assassins and Sinjin and Zeldern and uh, Rianri and all of them uh, to... Uh, Capria will tell you there are two standing guard outside the airlock connecting the, the landing pad to the concourse, if that makes sense. So they're watching the door on the other side of the docking. Uh, the, the airlock. Um, so in short, you've got four guarding the ship. Another 20 or so were led away by a greeter to uh, go stay in some quarters. Okay. Well, it sounds like we can't really sneak onto the ship, so we're just going to have to take out the guards here non-lethally. Sure. Yes. Mm. All right. What happened Catch. to... Catch would Nick, like to set up to, yeah. to snipe the snipers. Now. What happened to our distraction? Yeah, there was talk of having identity lead these guys away after a few minutes. Right. Mm -hmm. That's right. Um, 
yes, then yeah, you can, uh, if that is, yeah, a lot of this will go like, oh yes, we, we set this up, uh, as part of the plan. So uh, we can, we can feel free to talk this out in the midst of the plan as well. But, and, that, and that might not work. And maybe catch needs to shoot people. <laughs> maybe well, and, catch and, yeah. I was going to say about having made friends with the, the workers, um, perhaps the best place for us to be as, you know, as we're sort of waiting for the guards to be distracted is um, dressed like maintenance workers or something, just off to one side of the landing pad rather than being under it or way up high or somewhere where it's going to take us a long time to get there. So, uh, oh, disguise yourselves as workers? I mean, yeah. they're, they're just also... Get some maintenance jumpsuits and like be off on the other side of the landing pad, you know, buy some crates fiddling with something. Nobody yeah, pays any attention to the maintenance crew. Yeah, okay. Uh, I like that. Mm-hmm. Why don't... Uh, yeah, so anybody, um, if Ketch wants to be the eyes in the sky or whatever, he can still be set up on a docking pad. You know, but each docking uh, pad is like 100 feet up from the, the previous one, so there's enough clearance between each of them for ships to uh, scoot in there. Uh, so Ketch will be like 100 feet up. I, wouldn't, I still wouldn't even have to aim through the scope to hit. My range increment is 100 feet. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, you can be where Ketch wants to be uh, in order to in order to be far enough away to uh, properly snipe. Uh, because uh, the of... second pad up, no, no, the first the pad above it sounds right. Hundred hundred feet up is still far enough away. Okay, I'm, and then I'm it's just... still flavor wise like sniping, even if it's not mechanically yeah. using range increments and all that. I mean, I'm also kind of just picturing him like webbed to the bottom of the upper landing platform, just staring straight down with the gun in his hands. <laughs> just because waiting. nobody ever looks up. Yeah, no one looks up. That's also true, yeah. He he has his his uh um light scattering sniper's line cut up as like one of those um uh like cliff side uh platforms that you can set up while you're while you're rock climbing to to set your like tent up on and stuff. So it's like this little overhang, except he just kind of hooks it to the the ceiling, so he can yes lay in it and just aim down. But the, essentially, he's he's you can't see him because he's he's scattering the light around. So awesome. very nice. Very what cool. I ask is in toolbox. <laughs> what does Gus look like, Tom? <laughs> uh, you tell me. Oh, no. Yet, uh, Gus is obviously dressed up as. Campion is Ogun, sorry. Uh, you could be in a cash tea, right? No, they're small. Um, Gus is dressed up as a Maricoy, in fact, which is very appropriate. All right. Um, yes. So, you're, uh, Gus is a Maricoy. And so everyone but Ketch is uh, down on the docking pad. And uh, sure enough, all according to plan, identity will uh, come through the airlock door and uh, haughtily stride up, or should I say Sinjin, uh, because it is a very good guys. Uh, and if you all didn't know, like, you know, the script or the, the words that you told uh, Velgo to say, uh, you would have con- been convinced that this was indeed Lord Sinjin himself. Uh, but Sinjin will uh, stride up to the guards and say, I'm going to need you to come with me. Uh, this has, uh, th- there has been a complication and I need more security deeper inside the moon. Um, and the guards will 
snap to attention, salute, and uh, follow Sinjin through the airlock door. Yes, yes, good. All right. Clever use of your materials, my friends. Uh, And with that, uh, the ship is left unguarded on this docking platform. So... Go, go, go. Gus does the dramatic transformation where he reaches across his body to grab at nothing and then goes, and all of a sudden he's Gus again. Of course. (laughs) And then he starts running with the toolbox full of (laughs) Mareoth. Spilling bugs everywhere. Oh, God. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Getch will will verify. He's like, yes, he, he... Tracks them, watches them leave, and he says, "All right, the, the bogies are gone." And then he'll just detach himself and he'll jetpack down. Um, just free falls down to the platform, and then yeah, no, it's the the first uh, the first seventy five feet. He he free falls, just kind of like uh, hero dives, and then activates his jetpack and lands three point hero stance. Yeah, I was gonna say so you do the cool. three point landing. He throws back his hair. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, his hair's perpetually in a pompadour actually it's all that yeah i know it, you can't, you can't yeah. get it out with it's about like a, a pound of hair grease <laughs> yes yeah we got a lot of pompadours um, on this show <laughs> we got catch we sort of got jacinto oh yeah i was just looking at like the other character portraits here i was like nobody else here has a pompadour all oh, right jacinto on thursday nights yeah. but pompadours yes cool. pompadours yeah. are cool yeah. like bow ties and fezes so, do, do, do sabotaging the risen. So you're gonna, um, you've bypassed the guards uh, surrounding the ship. Let's get to wrecking it. Uh, from what you know of this ship and its schematics, catch. Uh, you know there are three key access panels uh, that you'll need to hit to disable the ship and make it unflyable. Uh, but first, upon entering the ship, thanks to your trap sense you are able to spot down the hallway catch a a pair of uh, from the airlock as you enter this ship a pair of linked cathode cannons uh, aimed and ready to flood the corridor with electricity should you make a single misstep Uh, so this will to disable this trap uh, and yes this trap sighting brought to you by catch's 12th level mechanic trick um so I just wanted to ding that one for you and make sure that you understood that, yes, that option, that obscure option actually did pay off. So you did this. Your choice. Thank you. I, you have you have given me the serotonin. I feel validated. There you go. That is what I'm here for, as well as to make you all uh, worry about your lives in this game. Uh, so you can give so, me. Yes. Uh, just sorry. Flavor. Uh, catch. Uh, takes the lead while walking onto the ship and says, all right, guys. And he's like going through his pad. He's like, and there's, there's going to be three access panels. And I think they're going to be here, here. And wait, <laughs> I sense something. <laughs> yeah. He gets the spidey sense, you know, bring around his head. And then, uh, feels like somebody's pointing a gun at me, but from where he does know that feeling a lot, doesn't he? So... <laughs> he's starting to real get used to it. Yeah, so you can make me, uh, and, well, anybody on the crew can assist this as well. I'm going to need either a computer's check to scramble its sensors or an engineering check to cut the power from down the hall using uh, some wires in the walls. Oh, no. I crit failed. (laughs) And I got a 30. (laughs) You disgust me. (laughs) 
plus 29 computers with Auntie Nuna's help, that it's on a nat 1, with one aid, you have cleared the DC. Uh, you did need the aid, Mechanics but... for the win! Yes. Yes. Did you, did you remember to look at the countermeasures? Okay, go. He, he goes to, he's, he's like halfway through, like, pulling out a fuse, and he's like, oh, right, and he just gently pushes it back in, and then he pulls a different fuse out. <laughs> no, 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 not that one, dear. Perfect. All right, so... You'll need to access each of the three aforementioned panels in order to hamper the Risen's functions. Uh, you can find them easily enough throughout uh, the ship. You'll be receiving a plus two circumstance bonus to each of any of these checks as you're able to reference the schematics you received on the Risen. Uh, so, panel one. This panel accesses the fuel cells. Uh, so, I'll need an engineering check for this, uh, and it can be aided. All right. Gets both his Morlema tusks from from inside of his shirt. Gives the gives the engineering one a little a little uh, rub for luck, and gets a thirty-seven. All right. With Auntie Nuna's natural twenty to aid, uh, you all man. If this were Pathfinder two, Liz, you would have like critically succeeded on an aid, and that's always fun. Uh, mm. That is. I, I like that in Pathfinder too, the degrees of success. But, all right, so yes, 37 plus two is able to uh, bypass this panel. Uh, you're able, catch, to create a leak in the fuel cells. Uh, this imposes the glitching condition on the Risen's engines as it's forced to operate on emergency fuel. On to panel two. We can't put uh, this panel sugar in the gas oh, tank? Jet. I was gonna say we can't put sugar in the gas tank. You'd need a lot of sugar, buddy. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> this is a starship. Uh, but this panel accesses the landing gear panel too. So this will require either. Now, don't 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 be hasty. Taps nose. Uh, make me an athletics check, computers check, or engineering check uh, in order to access this panel. Uh, so, what do you all want to do? Computers. Uh, computers. <laughs> all right. Maria, cheers you on. That's a 45. Disgusting. Uh, 47 with Nuna's aid. Uh, Man, oh man. Uh, So yeah, that's a 47. Uh, You just, I want to say that Catch just Fonzies this panel open. But no, you're using computers, so you don't just Fonzie it open because... He punches the computer. What are you talking about? No, no, no. He he activates (laughs) Fonzie.exe. Yeah, yes. And it's... It's just uh, the the end result on his screen is just a gif of him fonzying a you know a soda machine, yeah. a space yeah. soda machine. All right, uh, yep. You impose the malfunctioning condition on the engines and, uh, instead of the glitching condition, locking the ship in landing mode. Uh, now, finally, uh, the panel that accesses non-essential wiring, which may sound non-essential, but uh, you'll see why it is important if you succeed at this check. I say if as if you could possibly fail this. Uh, go ahead, make me an athletics, computers, or engineering check once more. We're just yep climbing the ladder here. That's a 48. <laughs> That's a, yep, 48 plus 2 for Nuna is 50. A cool 50 on this DC 28 computer spec. <laughs> <laughs> uh, literally too big to fail is Catch's computer bonus. Uh, the ship didn't know what hit it. 
No. So, uh, yes, you are able to landlock the Risen. Uh, as you, uh, the engines are at their worst stage, uh, they are wrecked. That's the word, wrecked. Uh, so the engines to the Risen are wrecked, uh, landlocking it to this dock. So even if Sinjin were to get to his ship, he ain't going nowhere. Uh, now, one more point of interest uh, to really drive the nail home. Uh, I figured I would offer this to you all because uh, they give it to me in the adventure path. I don't think you'll be interested, but you know, just in case, uh, you could access the ship's computer and perhaps lock Sinjin out of his own ship's records, removing him as an authorized user. Oh, that'd be uh, delicious. Of course. <laughs> That's exactly the kind of petty shit that Auntie Nuna goes for. Can we add ourselves as the authorized user? Yes, you can, Mariath. I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> now we have two ships. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We were talking yeah. about hiring a second crew. We can just squish them together and do Can we keep it? <laughs> Don't get ahead of yourselves, but yes, you can keep it probably. So you can easily find the the bridge uh, of this ship. Now, catch you're able to tell two things by looking at this computer. Uh, first, it has a shock grid hooked up to it. Second, when you boot it up, it asks for biometric authentication. Uh, it's got a biometric lock on it. Uh, you're going to need to make a uh, pretty high computer's check in order to access this computer or borrow someone with a biometric signature from one of the ship's crew. But, you know, again, how could you possibly fail a computer's check? Am I right? I aid. It's a, I rolled a five for a 34 plus aid, Tom. All right. Don't adjust the holographic feather on her hat. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. You do look very impressive, Sloan. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had to take the hat like... off to be a, you know, maintenance worker. Make sure everything's perfect before we uh, go on with the next bit of the uh, murder. Yeah. Gotta be a good looking murder machine. Sorry, continue with your computer stuff. Absolutely. Oh, no, that's fine. Um, I, yes. So 34 plus two aids hits the DC right on the head. Uh, You are able to access this computer. Um, I'm now imagining uh, Sloan is sitting in an office chair, just kind of going, wee, wee, wee. She's she's sitting in the captain's chair doing that. Yes, yes. doing that. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I will I will remind you at this point in time, Tom, of the uh, countermeasures that are uh, disabled when I when I access and successfully hack a computer. It's one yes. one additional countermeasure. Mm-hmm. You have uh, you have disabled the shock grid on this computer, so that will not be going off if you should somehow fail. All right. So you're in. You can change passwords and access the list of registered users. Uh, following the following list is options and how to achieve them. Uh, you can shut down any and all of the ship's systems. Shutting anything down will add 15 minutes to the time the Risen needs to take off. On top of uh, the fact that its engines are sort of just pronked, uh, that will not take you a check to shut systems down. Uh, you can add or remove users to the list of authorized personnel. Uh, you can change the owner of the ship to someone other than Sinjin. <laughs> We're going to do all three of these things. Us, us, us. All right. So 
In order to... Past Tom didn't include the DC here for cronking with Sinjin's ship, so... We should have come How up did you not see this coming, Tom? We should have come up no, with a company no, I, name. Is what we I did, done. I just lost track. Uh, yes, yeah, so... Oh, that's... Huh. So, I'll tell you. Changing this list or adding or deleting any number of individuals requires a successful DC 28 computers check, so catch can't fail. You can mod you can access this list and change anybody in the system that you want, except Sinjin. Removing him from the system requires an additional successful something computers check. So why don't you, uh, foregone conclusion, you can add yourselves to the list of authorized users, but go ahead and make me a computers check with a, the sundry aids that you normally get in order to access this. All That's right. 41 before aid. 41 plus four from your two usual aids is 45. That is enough to uh, remove Sinjin as owner and the computer will, uh, a little prompt shows up on the computer saying, please enter new owner for the Risen. Catch, Catch looks over at Sloan. Would you like to do the honors? Sure. Um, and yeah, Sloan will put us in as the new owners with our, our shiny um, new company name, which uh, we totally made up before this. <laughs> yeah, you definitely had that thought out. We'll have and it's that a really good week. name, too. We'll have that next week. <laughs> okay. Yeah. We don't want to give it away too soon. Of course. No, no, no. Yeah, big reveal next week. So... In addition to all of this, uh, you all find a stockpile of weapons and armor used by Sinjin's guards, including Zyzerer Diffractor uh, armor, uh, eight sets, a Specialist Defense series, also eight sets, a Tattoo Advanced Shear and Eye Rifle, four of those, Tattoo Tactical Knives, four of those, uh, two 15th level Fusion Seals of Tattoo, which means they are uh, they can be applied to weapons of 15th level or lower. They still count as their uh, level in terms of the limit on how many fusions you can have on your weapon. Uh, advanced arc emitters, four. Advanced swoop hammers, four. Carbon edge shurikens, 10. Four combat rifles, uh, six Mark II screamer grenades. That's funny. And a crate of 100,000 <laughs> UPPs. So... A veritable treasure trove. Now, granted, this is your ship now, so you can probably just leave these here for the most part. But uh, true. And then we lock all of our shiny new biometric locks on our shiny new ship. And we yeah. go to your friend's engine. Now let's have a bender. <laughs> Wait, no, we still have the confront's engine. Okay. Not yet, Brad. <laughs> Well, we have time, it seems, now. <laughs> what is he going to do? <laughs> Leave? <laughs> All right. So... You might bore Drake with... to death. Yeah. Yes. We, uh, we cut to uh, a view of the throne room, as you all, uh, I presume, make for the elevator to... Uh... Yes. Yes, indeed. Yes. All right. So, uh, King Dregor uh, sits on his throne as uh, the elevator bing bong, uh, arrives in the throne room. Actually, I don't know if it makes that bing bong sound in the throne room, because that's not very oh, ringing or dignified. <laughs> it makes so, a roar sound. Yeah, <laughs> like a great every time. Gun. Yeah. 
Yeah, a big gong or like a, a deep tone. Ooh, you know? ooh, yeah, a signal uh, gong. I love the idea sure. of signal gongs. Those go on ships of 150 feet or longer, and I'm sad that none of the boats that I'm on have a signal gong. <laughs> so well, now you can about that dream. An appropriate tone for a throne room uh, sounds as the elevator opens, uh, revealing Sinjin, Zeldern, and eight Jun assassins. Uh, Sinjin pays the guards uh, no mind to either side as he storms out the elevator down the carpet in the center of the throne room. He seems pretty agitated uh, by the uh, bureaucratic rigmarole that he was sent through in order to get here. Uh, mm-hmm. His assassins and Zeldern fan out throughout the hall. <laughs> Telpi says, announcing Lord Sinjin of the Golden League. Dregor sits on his throne, the same practiced look of casual disinterest on his face that you all saw. Uh, he looks down at Sinjin from his throne as Telpi continues. Lord Sinjin, you stand in the presence of His Majesty King Dregor, founder of Smuggler's Moon, tamer of the wilds, Nishalora wrestler, and... Sinjin impatiently cuts her off. Enough! I know who I stand before, and he knows why I am here. Dregor, where is my quarry? Telpi shrinks back, but the two uh, battle flowers to either side of Dregor's throne bristle. Uh, the king sits up a little bit in his throne, rumbling. You will not speak to me in such a tone. You are in my dominion, I remind you. My laws typically forbid the kind of score settling you've come here to carry out, Stingin. As a sign of my good faith with the League, I have agreed to allow you to hunt down your lost artist on my moon. I am willing to give you her location, as you are so eager to cut to the chase. But it will come at a price. And he grins a toothy grin. Um, and they begin, uh, you know, so begins a lengthy series of haggling and whatnot, as uh, Dregor is obviously trying to stall for you all to arrive. Uh, and yeah, yes, as uh, you all. Now. Oh yeah, the best. He, uh, uh, what happens next is the elevator will once again arrive and uh, Sinjin is, yes, <laughs> Sinjin is too distracted to hear the bong. Uh, and uh, the elevator doors slide open to reveal our crew of free-flying traders. Now, what do you all, uh, are you all wearing your normal gear? You're not in disguises or anything like that? I nope. Don't, I don't think we're in disguises. Giant no hat. Disguises. Big feather. I, I think we're us turned up to 11 is what we are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like my my like my like prosthetic arm is probably polished to heck and it's all lit up and displaying, you know, resist, liberate, uh, identity, <laughs> like all that stuff. Yeah. You know? And, Fantastic. Uh, you know, I'm standing there whole, probably, probably holding my new... Uh, <laughs> Either the White Star Nova Lance, or I'm threateningly whipping around a ribbon. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. Morale swirls into the air, um, added some extra glitter for this occasion. They decided they're never going to get rid of it, so they're just leaning into it now. Is it one color, or is it? are you a rainbow of color now? Um... It's they they added purple glitter to dilute the the kind of the the, the rainbow of like kind of golden glitter. So it's like so, so there's like surrounded by this purple energy with purple glitter. It's very purple. Hmm. 
And uh, Auntie Nuna, what does Auntie Nuna look like? Oh, Auntie Nuna is wearing her best sweater. Fantastic. What about glitter? Is there any glitter in the sweater? Somehow, no. <laughs> wow. Not even with her proximity to Moreoth, there's no glitter. No. She knows tricks. Tricks that we can only dream of. Oh, man, I wish I knew those tricks. Uh, and finally, Catch. Catch doing anything fancy? Oh, yeah, no. He's uh, He's got a, a brand new fancy pair of shades in place of those goggles that he had before. He's finally found his look. That's great. Here at the end of all things, Catch has his look. The end or the beginning? The beginning of the end. As uh, the elevator door turns open. Uh, Sloan, do you have any uh, any cool lines that you shout out to interrupt this meeting? Um, I I think uh, Sloan, as the elevator door is open, her, her team, you know, looking at their most uh, badass that we've ever been, um, levels her pistol, says, um, Sinjin, your time has come. I doubt you're ready for a fair fight. <laughs> Sinjin uh, turns around in shock. Uh, <laughs> well, this is a surprise. I knew you all were foolish, but I didn't think you'd pull something this stupid. You in particular, Nuna. Um, as you level your pistol at him, he, uh, with blinding speed, darts up the stairs to Dregor's throne. Uh, faster than the bear can even activate his force field. Um, the drow pulls a knife, uh, presses it to the large bear's throat. Now, not a move, or the bear will be choking his own blood before you can get to him. Uh, Dregor whimpers, any bravado or show of regality lost. Uh, next, he barks to his assassins. Let's take this somewhere more private. Uh, two of you, with me, the rest, Deal with these mongrels. With a flash, a tattoo on Sinjin's neck seems to rip off of his skin, expanding and forming a dark, glowing portal behind him. He shoves Dregor through, uh, sneering at you all as he steps through himself and blinks from the throne room. Two of the assassins follow suit, tattoos on their bodies forming a portal behind each of them that they also step through. The remaining six Jeune Assassins uh, fumble for their, well, don't fumble, they're very graceful. They go for pistols and each rips a shuriken off of their arm, uh, familiar to you at this point, I'm sure. And with that, we are going to go to break. What a coward. The tables have turned. He pulled a Lucretia. <laughs> Tables have turned nothing. He's doing our dirty work for us. He's making it just that much easier to take over the moon. <laughs> it it's 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 true. Like for all the no, Dragor is my best friend. It's gonna be like oh, or Dragor, my best friend. He died in a valiant defense of the moon, and now you all answer to me, and everyone's free. We're, we're setting up to be the the next takeover, like hold holders of the moon, and it's gonna be through valor and combat instead of oh we killed your king now follow us yeah yeah i'm just telling a story what you do with it is up to you um but yes so uh now 
I have a fun question for you before we go to break, because uh, this will really set the stage. You did have Dregor lock the elevator door behind you, didn't you? We did. We did. You did. Fun thing about that lock, uh, Dregor is the only one with the voice authentication to unlock the elevator. You did, this is, this I believe, point out. Yeah, I mean, what, just tell us the DC. There's also, you did, I believe, point out that there, I believe there were windows in this throne room that are breakable. And we could all fly. Uh, they're pretty solid, but yeah, yeah, they're they're breakable. So you all oh. have that to think about for, uh, for your fight with these assassins. But for now, I think we will officially go to break. So let's take... We're back. <laughs> Got to do okay. a countdown. I know, Usually, I there's got, a countdown. I, I know. Even, I apologize. Even you do a countdown. I apologize. No, it's fine. It's all right. It's it's part of our charm. Uh, so <laughs> we uh, we come back on this dramatic scene with Sinjin and two of his uh, Jeune assassins teleporting out of the room with cool magical tattoos and uh, leaving six Jeune to battle you all. Um, I will say, right off the bat, two of them appear to engage with Belgisi and Narasir, the two battle flowers uh, who um, are were flanking the throne. They still are flanking the throne, but they're not on the battle map because I don't want things to confu- uh, you know to get confused. So uh, at the top of the first round, you will have four Jeune assassins to battle. And I, I had everybody roll initiative except myself, like a foolish fool. So I will roll also, initiative. What a fool. Simon, did you um, already have the plus two? Yeah, you initiative? can arrange yourselves. Uh, oh, yeah, Ten. everybody should add plus their initiative. But first, let me resolve uh, positioning. You all could uh, position yourselves pretty much anywhere on the carpet uh, is is where you can be standing. Maria, this time I will allow you to float into the air if you so desire. Much obliged. Of course, of course. And then, yes, the whole party should add plus two circumstance bonus to their initiative because of the securing of this area by Auntie Nuna. It's been done. Excellent. Excellent. Okay. So, uh, the Jeune Assassins turn on all of you and get ready to fight. And the first turn in this initiative meter is naturally none other than Sloan Ryder, captain of the Severance Package. Oh, but of course, naturally. You know, this is this is the natural order of things. Murder machines go first. Um, huh. Let's... Bounce around behind yellow, um, motioning for uh, Gus to come get in position. Yes, yes, uh, and <laughs> okay. hold and uh, ready in action to uh, trick attack when Gus is in flaky with me. 
Right, you quick trick operatives and your readied trick attacks. Um, I know, it's very rude. Very Terribly rude, but that's okay. Um, I'll forgive you someday. Auntie Nuna, it is now your turn. Uh, you're muted, my friend. So the weight, radius of these web grenades um, is 15 like. feet. Yes, these are Mark 3, you said? Actually, I thought they were Mark 2. Uh, Mark 2s would be uh, 10 feet, then. Excellent. Um, Auntie Nuna is going to detonate the web grenades. Okay. Uh, you can detonate one of them uh, right. as a swift attack. She's going to go with um, the one down here. All right. The southern, on the, the southern south. end of the throne room. Yes. Uh, okay. So 10 foot radius will be. I don't believe that gets flown, does it? No. 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 I, uh, I have a radius displayed. Yes. It gets the pink one and then it catches the very edge of yellow. According to this radii. It doesn't get yellow, though. Yeah. It will not get yellow because it's, yeah, it's from a grid intersection. So, and it uh, you'll actually, get. Yeah. Yep. And the effect so, of a web grenade is more to create difficult terrain. Yes. So, one of the webs goes off, and I'll draw that shape real quick. Uh, would you like to do anything else? Activate the other web grenade. That's fair. Um. Can I use a move oh, action to do there. that? Uh, yeah. Yeah. And then use her standard action to put a get them oh. on yellow. Okay. Uh, let me draw that real quick. Oh, do I have a 10 foot radius? What am I doing? Uh, what am I doing with my life? Wasting my time. Uh, marketplace purchases. It's a little bit too tall. Yes, it is. That was why I wanted to just pull out a radius instead. Uh, we'll go with a 10-foot cold, because that sort of looks like uh, spider web. Not really, but uh, then this will go to the back. There we go. And put that on the... Oh, and we'll copy it. And we'll paste it. And that is centered right there and send it to the map layer boom okay so that is auntie nuna's turn and please remind me of who you get them whoops that went away. uh yellow okay yellow um map layer good all right and that is her yellow. turn get them and a decent Decently good, decent turn. Uh, plus two, get them. All right. Oh, and she attacks, sorry. Oh, uh, yes, yes, you can do that. Go Yay. ahead and attack yellow. Yellow, attacking yellow. That's a 29? You even hit yellow. Wow, that's amazing. For I know. What real banner turn for Auntie Nuna. Um, that well is fire, here, folks. fire and Sonic. So she is going to shrug off some of that damage, but this half-elf does seem to be un uh, unhappy with your antics so far. Um, orange, 
in the meantime, is going to... Uh, well, now there's difficult terrain, so Orange is just going to sling a shuriken at Gus. Um, as you do. In a, tricky, in a tricky fashion, yes, as you do. You all remember my flavor text from the last time where the really cool tattoos on their arms uh, just sort of peel off and fling at you. Uh, <laughs> Gus, that is going to be... Yes. They basically have the Chicago flag tattooed down their arm and they're just pulling off the stars to throw. <laughs> I guess. I get it. Does the Chicago I mean, flag have a lot of stars? Is it that has a four stars and then some stripes. Yeah. <laughs> That's not that many stars. They're going to be out in four rounds. Yes. <laughs> um, Gus, that is a 34 versus your KAC. That hits. All right. Please take 38 slashing damage as a shuriken slings past you and uh, we'll say, you know, slams into one of your arms and you are now flat-footed for the round. Okay. Uh, we then go on to red. Red is going to let's see. Mm, red will step up to Gus and try the same thing. Uh, <laughs> that's a 40 versus your KAC. Yeah. Uh, for a total. Yeah. Man, I'm rolling poop on the trick attack damage, though. That is only 32 slashing damage, and you are yet flat footed. Uh, now. And that doesn't provoke even though it's Kashurikin or both ranged or melee. You can. They are, <laughs> they are melee and thrown. Yeah. They are melee weapons with the thrown property. Um, so, yes, that is that. And then. Pink. Uh, Pink doesn't like the look of what is happening with Sloan, so Pink is gonna huck a shuriken at Sloan. Okay. You know what? Uh, you 30? A 30 versus your KAC? No. 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 I don't think that hit even the first time you fought these these assassins. Alright. Moraoth, it is now your go. Um, Ryoth will activate Gravitic Reinforcement and will then um, Dirty Trick Red to blind them. What is that over there? Made you look. Made you uh, look. That is going to miss. No. No. Yes. Uh, yes. So we go... On to, uh, do you have a move action? Oh, you did Gravitic Reinforcement. We go on to Catch. Catch just is frustrated beyond belief and he's gonna do something a little bit stupid. Um, he just he just yelled something about, uh, he's, he's sick of how he, they keep getting away and he, uh, he points his arm cannon um, over Nuna's head um, you guys are all looking forward, so nobody sees the little the little tube drop out the bottom, and then you guys all see just a, a smoke trail leading to about oh hey Tom, do you have a thirty foot radius I can play with? Oh boy, uh, yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, cool. Let's pull it up. Uh, what's your poison? What's your flavor uh, here? Uh, explosion. Gas? Oh, explosion! Explosions. Fire! Fire! Yeah, fire for you. Thirty foot fire. It's real big. Oh, God. <laughs> real big. <laughs> Can I move it? Uh, let me... Oh, gosh. Hold on. 
That's all right. Um, if you could just move it back to where it's by. Leif, you should be able to move it now. I can't. Marvelous. Oh, Wonderful. my God. Oh, my God. This is enormous. This is like Red. more than... This is You're like... fine. Just leave Gus in it. Get oh, Red as many of them as you can. Problem is Red moved. Yep. All right. Well, Ray I'm trading Sloan for Brian. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, buddies. It's all right. I'm too high up. DC. Matter. 22 reflex save for half this damage as a rocket flies over your guys' heads. I'm just so glad that I have my secondary sheath active because that boosts my reflex save. But I won't (laughs) (laughs) Holy crow! What have you done? As a level 13... Advanced missile goes flying out of the IMDS missile launcher attached to Ketch's gun and explodes here with impressive force, dealing 64. uh, I believe it's slashing and piercing. No, hold on. I'll get back to you on that in just a second. It'd be great if it was piercing. (laughs) I think think you might be in luck because I'm pretty sure it is partly piercing. Weapons. Missile. Advanced. It's bludgeoning and fire. Sorry, Gus. Well, I think you've done more damage in one strike than any other creature has done to Gus in the entire game. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Red, yellow, green, purple. Here we go. Little damage. I'm I'm almost to hit points. (laughs) You're welcome, Tom. (laughs) Thanks. Uh, You said DC 24? 22. 22. Okay. Ten, plus half the item's well, level, which is 13, plus my dex mod, which is an, which is 6, so that comes out to 22. Okay. Uh, so the uh, red, yellow, green, purple. Uh, all th- uh, Three out of four of these operatives seem to uh, deftly dodge out of the way here, but you do manage to catch one of them uh, with the full, uh, the full brunt of this. And... Did you say pink is going to take operatives? Yeah, so they have evasion. I did say operatives. I'm pronking hate operatives. I'm I'm very sorry. That was really really they're cool. Operatives. But, you but they're also really cool. Idea. Um. Yeah. So that was that was very impressive. Uh, how many more of those do you have, Lee? That was kind of a one and done thing. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, still really cool. You still did 64 damage. Uh, I'm surprised you didn't supercharge it. <laughs> I can't. Oh, okay. it's not. not yeah, How it's a one it and done sort of thing. Um, that. But that was that was just the standard action. Um, his move action is going to be activating Miracle Worker. All right, Miracle Worker on uh, Leif on catch and Gus. Move on to you. You've just been uh, blown up slightly. Yep. Swift action. How do you feel? Wait. Oh no, I hadn't acted yet. I don't have a reaction. I'm going to swift action activate my uh, um, reactive repair, so that'll kick in next turn. Uh, <laughs> guarded step over here, and then I'm going to try and stab yellow. I think I'm still. Am I still flanking? Because I have reach. Yes. With my, my I decided it's yeah. the Nova Lance. Flanking, get him. Attacks. Nova Lance. 
submit. Oh, it's in roll 20's hands now. <laughs> 35 versus the AC for 44 electric and fire damage. That's going to be a hit. All right. Uh, yellow is caught uh, by your Nova Lance. And Sloan, now that Gus is in flanking, would you like to come out of delay? Or yes. would you like to bring your prepared action, rather? I would indeed. Uh, let's hit the button. Hold why locate my button. Like I don't know where this is at this point. I'm gonna take ten. Um and let's make them off target because these guys are dangerous. Um that is a 31 to hit EAC. A 31 to hit EAC on yellow is of course a hit. Sweet. Uh their CR is in fact still 16 or less, correct? Uh, yeah, no, I haven't points. leveled them up then. Okay, good. 41 points of fire damage. Okay. Horrible, horrible assassin. Fire. Uh, yes. Okay. Cool beans. Uh, that is your turn. That is Gus's turn. Now we go on to Yellow Assassin's turn. Yellow Assassin is going to... Hmm. Yeah. They're going to attack Sloan uh, because, ouch, uh, they draw a shuriken and strike with a trick attack. Uh, 32 versus your KAC, Sloan. Ooh, that's much closer. That's a miss, though. Uh, all right. Um, and you are an operative, so you're immune to flat-footed, so we don't need to worry about that. I am indeed. So, all right. Uh, we are back at what is effectively the top of the round now with Auntie Nuna. Top of round two. What would you like to do? All right. Auntie Nuna is going to renew the getem on yellow and put a getem on red. Catch, okay. catch Mareoff. Don't forget this one. And um, I guess she'll shoot red. Okay. That's a 21. Plus two, oh, forget them. Yeah, 23. Uh, it's gonna be a miss. Yeah. Yep. All right. Lady can treat. But two getums deployed, and Orange is. Hmm. Orange is gonna uh, shout to uh, Red to go take care of of the tiefling in the back because that was pronking crazy and uh orange is going to run up and stab at gus with a shuriken this would technically provoke because you have uh 10 foot reach gus if you would like to make an aoo um sure i'm sorry i was looking through all of my many abilities and trying to play mm -hmm. my turn that's good. That's a good thing to do. It sure happens that way at this level. Uh, but I rolled a natural one for that attack opportunity. You did, so that's going to be a miss, uh, no matter how high your bonus is. Meanwhile, does a 32 uh, hit your flat-footed KAC? Yes. All right, please take 36 points of slashing damage, Gus, and, uh, that, and you're flat-footed for another round. 
Uh, oh, you know what? You couldn't have made that attack of opportunity because you are flat-footed because yep. of the uh, red's attack, so you can't take reactions. <clears throat> well, you got period. me into hit points. Woo! Um, well, excellent. Catch got me into hit points. Yeah, I was going to say catch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Traitor. You know what? What happens? Time. Uh, uh, so orange is going to... Shade then reveals a big edge core tattoo on his forehead. <laughs> Oh, that doesn't make sense. It's to be like a, to be uh, a fashion tattoo. <laughs> Red runs over to Catch and uh, pulls out a shuriken and stabs at Catch. In a tricky fashion. Uh, 26 versus your flat-footed KAC, Catch. Thanks to that new flashy armor, that misses. Thanks, Sloan. Hey! You're very welcome. All right, uh, then we move on to Pink. Uh, Pink is going to... Mm. Pink will uh, throw... Let's see. Yeah, Pink throws a shuriken, threads the needle between Yellow and Gus to throw at Auntie Nuna, who seems to be Ooh. something of the brains of the operation. Also, they know of Auntie Nuna from, uh, from Sinjin, so... Yeah. Uh, 26 versus your flat-footed KAC, Nuna. So KAC um, minus two. Yes, that hits, but only barely. All right, please take the gift of 42 points of slashing damage. And wow. be flat-footed for one round. Wow, that's a lot. Yeah, I predict, man. Yeah. Yeah, four of them. Let's be glad that there's battle flowers in here and all the you know guards and stuff to take care of those other two. And, and flat-footed for for a round, one round. A round, okay. All right, Marayoth. Um, Marayoth will take a full attack with obnoxious trickster on red. Uh, here's the attack. Here's the. Okay, right, so. Oh, on the dirty trick. Oh, I see. Uh, yes. So, 35 will hit. EAC, Dirty Trick, is going to... Let me double-check there. KAC, that is going to miss. Um, 29 uh, because of Getem, right? Ah! Uh, without Getem factored in, yes. Uh, so, Auntie Nuna, uh, this this blinding brought to you by Auntie Nuna's Getem. Yeah. Um, Puts the more in morale, uh, or something. Uh, so 27 cold damage to this assassin, and a little bit less because of that. And then they are blinded. She's blinded for one round. Uh, that does not beat by five, obviously, because we need to get them. Uh, catch, your turn. Uh, you're you muted. muted, I'm sorry. Uh, you need to unmute, my friend. Thank you. All right, yes. cool. You guys missed nothing. First of all, catch um, after firing that rocket and witnessing that fire explosion is immediately thrown back. He's he triggers his own PTSD, um, remembering his friend burning oh, no. in the car, and he just kind of like shakes oh. it off real quick, hits a button, and it ejects the the rocket launcher from from there as a spent you know item. Uh, <clears throat> He's going to use his 
No, he's not. He's going to use his jetpack. He's going to fly up. How tall are the ceilings in here? And does this elevator go all the way up to the ceiling? Uh, 30 feet. And we'll say it is, uh, it, it doesn't go all the way up to the ceiling, but the structure of it, yes, the structure of it does. So, so Red is going to stand there. Uh, Leif then, Simon. So there's nowhere for me to stand here. Uh, no, but you don't need to necessarily stand unless, uh, I, you know, there we could say there's like a little ridge that you can uh, perch on. So he is blind, so you don't really need to run away as much. I don't think you can take AOR when you're blind, can you? You're flat-footed. You are flat-footed when you're blind, so. Right. Yeah. Um... Um, how, how high up is that ledge? Can I get there with one move action? Uh, yeah, we'll say it's 15 feet up. Cool. I'm doing that. Okay. So he goes up here to get out of harm's way, uses his, um, and he kind of like, he kind of like climbs the guy as he's flying, like kind of uses a shoulder to kind of propel him up. Uh, lands up there, uses his, um, yeah, uses his one free extra move action per day. Thank you, Heart of the Skittermander. Uh, to activate superior firepower on red and begins overcharging his weapon. And that'll be his turn. Okay. And we move on to Gus Barrett Sinclair. Oh, wait. I am currently still flat-footed, correct? Or does that fade on yes. my turn? Okay. Well, you are, no, you are flat-footed. Yep. Then I can't do one thing I wanted, but that's fine. Uh, I'm just going to full attack then. Uh, yellow. Keep forgetting that we're fighting operatives and it's really messing me. You're telling me, friend. <laughs> uh, oh. 23 versus EAC and 32 versus EAC. All right, so is the 23, well, either way, uh, is that factoring, are these factoring flanking in? Yeah, they all are. Okay, uh, so the 23 is uh, certainly a miss. The 32 is certainly a hit uh, as you uh, get her in the, uh, you know, like the back of the calf or something and you hear a sizzling sound. It's pretty brutal as 43 points of damage goes in. And Sloan Rider now. <laughs> Sloan Rider, we're on to you. Well, um, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna shoot this one in front of me. Actually, how bad is it looking? How bad are they looking? Looking pretty rough. You and you and Gus have uh, done a great deal of damage to this uh, this operative, this assassin. All right. Well, let's let's uh let's shoot this assassin. Uh, you know, in, in in the back of the knee, as one does. We'll do off target if they in case they live. Ooh, eighteen versus flat footed EAC. That's a natural toot. Toot toot. That is going toot. to be a miss. Let me see those toot toots in chat. Um. All right. Well, I will glare at them menacingly anyway with my move action of forty-two to intimidate. Uh, yes, a 42 will intimidate for, if memory serves, uh, three rounds. That assassin is shook. He is shooketh. 
even. You All are right. doing them concern. Doing that a heckin' concern. concern. Yes. And oh, like there's chaos. an update on Leif's camera. Oh, that's chaos. Isn't that what you just said? This is chaos. Yes. I love chaos. And then I see Goblin in the background. Uh, oh, great exactly. names for pets in your household. Yeah. Uh, right. So yellow, who is uh, indeed having a rough day, is going to uh, gonna get worse. Yeah, they're going to move. No, they're going to stay where they are. And they're going to hurl a shuriken at Gus because Gus hit them. Uh, this will provoke weapons are like ranged attacks. Uh, Sloan. So you may make an attack of opportunity if you choose. Yeah. Not actually a trick. Ignore the trick. 29 to hit. 29 will hit. 14 slashing damage. All right, taken, ouch, uh, but probably worth it because I've got a 35 to hit gusts for a total of 41 points of slashing damage and you are still flat-footed. We're just gonna keep that rolling because uh, I've realized weird. finally the trick to getting Gus into hit points is to just deny him his reactions, which he uses to do a bunch of things. Um, so yes. We, and also we kill in her lots of friendly again. fire in the first round. <laughs> that that <laughs> shirt didn't go go down, you know, that, that went down smooth, uh, catch, so thank you. But uh Um yes, that is Yellow's turn, and we are back to top of round three with Auntie Nuna. Uh Auntie Nuna will say, Goss, do you need a little encouragement? Yes, please. <laughs> I know that you can do this. And get back. God, it's even more now that she got that uh, thing. So let me bring that up. Inspiring boost. Take 31 stamina points back. Um, actually, no, 31 plus 12 is 43. Yeah, take back 43. I'll spend the resolve point because that's what they're for. And. Um, She'll renew the getum on yellow. Unfortunately, just, that doesn't mean that we cannot do the uh, getum on red. You just doubled my survivability there, Liz. <laughs> Yay! Doing uh, doing envoy things. Just doing envoy things. So that is Nuna's turn, and Orange is going to see what they can do about taking away that inspiration by stabbing Gus again. The shuriken flashes in in a weird, inky sort of way. Uh, man, rolling rocks against Gus, uh, which is great for them. That's a 36 versus your flat-footed KC for a total of 39 points of slashing damage, Gus. Uh, slashing, you said, so 34. Slashing, I said. <sighs> Still have a little bit of and there. yeah, it's coming. Uh, we got red up next. Red is blind. They are going to uh, stumble around and decide to spend the standard action to remove these pesky bugs uh, or the the pesky gravitic uh, fields from their eyes, and they can see again. And they will move. My brand. They'll move. 
They'll move over here, and as they do, they'll draw a sniper rifle. And that will be Red's turn. Uh, pink. Pink will... Yeah, I think Pink's either going to throw at Gus or Sloan. Uh, Gus is more odd than Sloan, uh, so Gus it is. Uh, Pink throws a shuriken towards Gus. Skates through the air a 31 versus your flat-footed KAC. That'll hit. All right. 39 points of slashing damage, and you are flat-footed. And now we are on to the heretofore untouched Moraeoth. What do you do, Moraeoth? Uh, Moraeoth will use their uh, haste circuits. Speeding up. Swarm of bugs flies over, I think, here. Uh, and then firing down at yellow. Okay. This is with the standard attack dirty trick to blind. Uh, I'm going to stop you for a second. Uh, the Haze Circuit takes your swift action to activate. Therefore, you cannot full attack the same turn that you activate it. Can you take a... So So my actions are a swift, a move, and a standard? Yes. Got it. Yeah. Okay. So... Yeah, it's a weird thing about the Haze Circuit. Uh, too far away to do that. So yeah, okay. Then I will just blind you. Okay. On yellow? Yep. That will blind her. She is now blinded, possibly, for the rest of her life. Uh, we are back to catch. Right. Um, you're running away is not going to stop me from shooting you, friend. Focus <laughs> fire, cat. Nope. Okay. Sorry, I've already uh, already used my move action to designate this guy as my target. He is my target until he dies. You're committed. I understand. And his his horns grow uh, glow a blinding purple, uh, like sickly hue. His armor goes shing, and he fires a max overcharge boosted shot at red. And it looks like I might need to use my reroll. That will need to use your reroll, yes. Let's use my reroll because heck, rolling a three on the die. Okay. Add plus add eight to that. Eight is more than enough. That is going to be a, just a disgusting hit. My goodness. It's 16d6 now, guys. <laughs> oh my goodness. That's, that's bonkers. Yes. Eight that's even more than uh, the advanced rocket rolled. 88 um, points. Well, at least you didn't shoot me with this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 88 force damage. Rights note to self for next week. Have confusion affect catch somehow? <laughs> um, um, all right. That, that was a heck of a turn from catch. Red, uh, as per usual, I don't know how many ways I can describe people just getting whammed by catches just dirty shots but uh yeah red gets uh thrown against the wall briefly nearly dropping their sniper rifle uh gus it's on to you all right so swift action i'm healing 24 hit points with my biosynthetic nanites all right Leif, could you mute for a second i'm sorry with your uh i'm just getting reverb thank you 
then I am... Well, that means I can't full attack, but I'm going to attack yellow. With a good roll, I will tell you, you could take her out in one shot. I missed, though. Do you? Flanking uh, and get him in flat and flat-footed. I mean, that's already factored into my roll. Uh, not flat-footed. Well, not flat-footed, but... And, oh, but they're immune to flat-footed. They're immune to flat-footed. They're operatives. So, I'll tell you, a plus one would make this a hit. Hmm. But do you have any plus ones in the queue? I don't. I know we have we? a re-roll. I don't think we have any plus ones. I don't think we have anything in the queue. We have a we have a re-roll. Someone said an uh, anti-operative re-roll. Uh, yes. So, uh, if you want to take that re-roll for this, you may. Um, yeah, we're, yeah. We got an hour oh, left. Oh, oh, but Stubble says bring forth the plus one. No, excuse me. They say burn forth the plus one. I, I, I think I know what Bud Stubble meant. <laughs> well, we're going to be Bring forth the plus, <laughs> plus one. <laughs> I am the arbiter of pronunciations on this show. No. Uh, so... <laughs> Uh, the plus one makes that a hit, Jet, and uh, 43 points of electric and fire damage. How do you bring down this first assassin? I stab them in the back <laughs> as they were probably facing Sloan, I imagine. Just like, you're supposed to feel bad. Just go away. And she goes down, not away. Uh, Sloan Rider, we're on to you. Um, all right, let's get around the, the other side of this one up here that's bugging Gus. Do, 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 do. Bounce. And scoot. Um, let's make this one off target. That's a 20 Ooh. versus uh, EAC. Flanking EAC. You can't flank while shooting, but even flanking would not have helped you. As, Flanking while uh, shooting? Oh, that's not working. That 20 is very low. So. It's very low. No, I rolled no, a four. I'm yeah. How does this tower come I... up? Hmm. All right. Uh, well, it was Yellow's turn. They're dead, though. So, Auntie Nuna, top around four. Go ahead. All right. Auntie Nuna will be. Applying get him to orange. And Sloan, do you need any encouragement? No. Cool. Then she'll also be applying it to red, I guess. And why not? Let's just... Oh, wait, is is red... Uh, you cannot... Oh, you can see red. Yeah, just around the corner. Cool. And uh, red is... And so she'll also try to shoot red. Okay. No. But. No. Get him. Real to die. Uh, and, what, and on orange. Thank you. That was exactly my question. All right. Get them all around. And now it is my turn to do things. Okay. Orange will. Uh, heretofore untouched orange. It's going to accept this new challenger and either attack Sloan or Gus. God is Sloan. So we'll attack Sloan. So. Oh, really? Attack. Okay. 
Stab, stab. All right. A 34 surely hits your KAC. Uh, just barely. Oh, thank goodness. Uh, please take 19... No, uh, sorry. 39 points of slashing damage. Oh, no. Uh, yeah. I haven't been hit yet this fight. This must be damage from before. Um, I trust you. Alright, so... Jun Assassin, the red, is going to take a sniper shot up at catch. Uh, Number to hit is 30. All right. Well, I can probably hit that. I rolled a 30. Exactly. Uh, So that's good news. 27 points of piercing damage. And you are flat-footed for one round. Sorry, you said 26? 36. Uh, 27, in fact. Where did I get that? Hmm. <laughs> okay. I'm just hearing numbers I want to hear. <laughs> sure. Uh, and you are also flat-footed for one round. So remember that. Now we are on to pink. Pink will... Hmm. Pink is going to fling a shuriken at Moraoth. Far too late to realize this, but Moraoth seems to be annoying, and so we're going to try and obnoxious them. Mm-hmm. Yes, quite obnoxious. Ooh, yeah, that's, that's a 38 versus your attack for 51 piercing, uh, sorry, slashing. 51's a lot. Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, that was a really, really high roll on 5d8 uh, for that trick. So, they're just, they're too tricky. Uh, Moraoth, your rebuttal? Uh, Moraoth will rebut orange, not pink. Uh, fluttering over to this square here with haste. Uh, then we will do the obnoxious trickster full attack on pink um, with a hindering instead of blind because they can't be flat-footed, but they can't... Sorry, not hindered. Um, entangled. Yeah. Missing the uh, dirty trick... The 29 looks like that's there. Yes. Uh, the dirty trick doesn't go through, but 29 will hit for uh, not quite 33, but a lot of cold damage nonetheless. Very good. Very good. Catch, your turn. All right. <clears throat> he just wants Red to go to sleep. Um, Permanently? Yes. Permanently. So he's just gonna he's gonna initiate rapid fire mode and starts uh, and and fires prematurely aims and fires 34 to hit for 64 damage okay Uh, yeah describe what it looks like as this uh, jeune assassin hits the ground her gun falling lifeless from her fingers he, he does kind of all it's almost a double tap you know it, the the overcharged shot last round, and then he shoots her in the exact same place, right in like the forehead area, um, with oh. the second shot, and it, her head just kind of. Ooh. All right. Yeah, we're yeah. not we're not Mercy Fusions inactive, boys. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like Mercy is back off the menu, boys. Uh, all right, Gus, it is your turn. So I didn't get trick attack last turn, which means I am not flat-footed. Flat-footed is off, yes. 
So I spend a reaction to quadruple the amount of stamina I recover this turn, equaling 12. And then, because that's not a swift action, I full attack orange. Okay. Ow. Oh, what? Did I click on... Why did that break? Wow. That is... What I don't know. The, the first attack is definitely a miss. So, why don't you roll me another d20? Because I'm not seeing the roll for the second attack. Just roll me a d20 and add your... Uh, we'll add 16 to it. Alright, 23 is going to be a miss, so two swings, two misses. Perhaps Gus is a little flustered by the uh, the assault he's been under, but uh, those are both misses. Is that even with... Oh, he doesn't have flanking, he's slowing, doesn't have it. Yeah, no, she does. Uh, but he always factors his, his things in. Yeah, my, my normal attack bonus is plus 20, but because it was a full attack, it would have been plus 16, so 16 plus 7. Got it. Bone Rider. See if we can't get this assassin. Um, let's shake first. Um, sorry. You shouldn't come here. Uh, 28 to intimidate. Uh, let me double check my DC. Um, 15 plus one and a half times is... No, that's not going to do it. Yeah, that was that was a uh, that was pretty low. That's okay. Yeah, that's um, yeah, that's fine. We will attempt to make them off target again. That's a twenty versus. Yes, that's my switchblade. I didn't want to roll my switchblade. Yeah, but it's the same <laughs> attack bonus, right? Uh, it's two higher. Twenty-two. Okay, so twenty-two will be a miss. Uh, okay. No matter the that's weapon. Fine. Yeah. All right, and uh, we'll go on to Auntie Nuna. Okay. Auntie Nuna is running out of targets to put get him off, but she's going to renew it on Orange, and she's going to tell everyone, "Oh, and don't forget that one over there," and put it on Pink. She'll also fire because. No, but that's okay. Enjoy. Okay. Thank you. I will. All right. We got two assassins left. Orange will uh, decide once again who they're going to attack because they were missed. Uh, she was missed by both of you. So we're just going to roll randomly again. Uh, odd is Gus. Uh, so we attack Gus. Orange tricks Gus. <laughs> Yay. Um... 38 versus Gus's flat-footed. Wow. Yeah. I, I like, uh, this is, I always roll my rolls privately because I think that that creates a more suspense. But, man, I wish you could see all these rolls because they are going through and it's crazy. Uh, we've got 43 points of slashing damage, Gus. So... Then you tricked me. So you are flat footed again. And. Uh, okay. So you wipe out my stamina and I take 13 points of hit point damage. Oof. Alright. 
So Jeune Assassin the Pink is going to uh, fling another shuriken skyward towards Morea. Like you do. Like you do. 36 versus CAC should get you for a total of 40 points of damage, and you are flat-footed. What? What is this like? 40 miles. Um, 40 even. Oh, I see. Yes. Yeah. All right, and now it is your turn. Yeah, I think this is what pain feels like. We will get to you later. Please wait your turn. And uh, tries again on orange. Uh, once again, going for entangle. Okay. The attack. the attack will hit. The trick will miss. Even with plus two from Gedim. Even with plus two from Gedim. All right. A, a plus one would make the difference. But I don't know if we have that kind of time. Yes. I'll give it another okay. five seconds. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we've got it's the anti-operative reroll. That's it. Yeah. I mean, it's all right. It's all right. There's a super good chance that you succeed if you do the reroll because you only rolled. Oh, there we uh, go. Butt stubble saving the day again. Butt wow. stubble. Butt stubble. You complete me. It says boo. Boo. Butt stubble. This uh, entanglement brought to you by butt stubble. <laughs> Entangling uh, butt stubble. Ew. Ew. Oh, uh, all right. Well. <laughs> That sounds like that, a necromancer spell. Uh, <laughs> I mean, necromancers can be jerks. Can't be. Yeah. Not always, but they definitely can be. All right, catch it's your turn. Siphon life, you know, call from the grave, entangling butt stubble. It's all, it's all horrible. These um, are horrible tools of the necromancer. <laughs> uh. Catch Vince. Was... The... Sorry, go ahead. Catch Vince the built-up steam in his gun. Uses his move action to designate Orange as his target. No, he's not going to designate Purple or Pink as his target because Orange will be dead by his next turn. I'm sure of it. Look at all of those people engaging this one guy, um, and begins overcharging his weapon. <clears throat> all right. Uh, okay, so another supercharge. How many uses you got that? You Do you oh, have actually, that a day? I was thinking about that, actually. Um, I've used one of four today, and I'm going to actually save them, because I know we got stuff to do and, you know, people to kill. Um, so we're, we're going to we're gonna stay... We're just going to shoot them. Miracle Worker. Three shots in a row? Miracle Worker... Uh, yeah, I got all this stuff active. Three shots in a row. I know it's so uncharacteristic. Like you said, we got stuff to do. We got don't, people to kill. Don't forget your coordinated shot. <laughs> stuff to do, people to kill. Um, yeah, you know what? And if that's the case, we're, we are going to track Orange. Look at me being a team player, guys. Yeah. Focusing fire. What? I have never heard of her. 41 to hit for 60 force damage. That's actually a 42 to hit. With, uh, Believe it or not, that didn't make a difference in whether that hit or not. Uh, <laughs> it sure wasn't. I just wanted to let Gus know I didn't forget. I see. 
Uh, that will, of course, hit 60 points of force damage. Yeah, like, your normal shot really isn't all that low, my friend. Uh, well, wreck house with that gun. I bought a, a level 13 weapon with that nearly 100,000 credits that I had, so... Gotcha. Okay. And I had and I had a week's downtime to turn it into my designated weapon, so... Yes, you did? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so that is catch. We are... That's just that's just ten d six by itself boosted. Yeah, so eight d six, right? Because you have yeah. improved overcharge. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Plus, you know, an extra twelve damage on top of your normal twelve level specialization. So yeah, weapon prototype mechanics are very good at damage, as it turns out. Uh, Gus, thing there. I heal a slight bit, uh, but I believe I am flat footed now. Correct. You are. So. Just gonna full attack and hope. Um, I'm just gonna make two single attacks and we'll subtract four because I don't know why my full attack is broken on the Nova Lance and it wasn't last week. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah, it's that second attack for some reason. So, so a 29 and a 25. The 29 uh, will hit. Entangled. Does anybody remember if that is flat-footed or if it's a separate minus two? Separate minus two. Gotcha. Okay. Why did it? The 25 will hit their AC, their EAC minus two. So you helped Rayoth. No, but still. You're right. Uh, Well, then this kill. 75 total damage. This kill goes partially in credit to Butt Stubble. Uh, Gus, describe this kill now. Uh, I pierce them through the chest and a rainbow lance comes out of their chest in front of uh, Sloan, just sort of casting prismatic hues across her skin. (laughs) Beautiful. Um, All right. So that is Gus bringing down another of these assassins. And Sloan Rider, you have one assassin left. What would you like to do? Um, well, I'm going to bounce around the far side of that one. Heck you. And, and the horse you rode in on. Um, and shoot it in the knee. Is the web difficult terrain? It is yeah, difficult terrain, yes. I don't care about this. My God. Who do, you, who do you think you're talking to? She's so mobile. Oh, uh, no. That's a nat one. That's nice. not going to hit. I'm having no luck with rolling dice. No. That's okay. No. Hit me. Hit uh, me. Do you want to, uh, as we are nearing, uh, we're getting closer to the end of the session today. Do you want to use that anti-operative roll? Or can you? Morally, Didn't... since you yourself are an operative. Wait, <laughs> we use the, I'll use the anti-operative rule. Let's like, do it. Like circle of evil, and you realize your your uh, you know your thief or your or your necromancer can't come with you. Ooh, right, <laughs> that's awkward. <laughs> Ooh, that's a fifteen. That'll probably hit. That 32 certainly will. Versus EAC. Yep. Beautiful. Oh, that'll hit. Gorgeous. Right. That is of fire damage. So that is 53, Tom. I think your math is bad. 
15 plus 37 32. is 52. No, you're right. You're right. That's okay. That's fine. You were um, so confident. My there, math Nick. was bad. <laughs> no, that's okay. It's uh, no, it's fine. Um, so I'm like an operative. Uh, yes, exactly. Uh, then I have to do more math. This is because we have resistances. Yes, there we go. Right. Okay. Uh, good. So that's that. Uh, an excellent turn. Uh, perhaps you your foot sort of like catches in one of the webbings uh, before you remember that you're you're a Sloan Rider and you don't worry about difficult terrain and so you you know correct yourself and actually shoot them. Uh, yes, yes, indeed. Auntie Nuna, we are onto right. you. And at the top of Auntie Nuna's turn, uh, these webs are going to go away because they were around for three rounds on the two d four that you roll for them, mm. and their time is up. So the webbing disappears. All right. Wow. I mean... Or, you know, loses its potency. Yeah. Um, Auntie Nuna will encourage Moraoth. All right, Moraoth. Buck up. You can do it. And get your inspiring boost. But I'm not going to spend the resolve point to give you... Or unless you really need it. Do you think you need it? We've got one more person. We'll be fine. Okay. Have 31 back. And she'll renew the get on pink here. And I think that's everything. Yes. Done. Okay. Uh, that means it's... Uh, orange is dead. So is the other one. Pink. It's pink's turn. All right. So pink is going to whirl around and take a slash at Sloan. Friend. Yeah, they are pretty rude, those rude assassins, but they missed. That's a 27. So, yep, that's Maria, uh -huh. they really should learn not to attack Sloan. They should just try and bring down who they can. Uh, still with the haste circuit, Maria will hover over above Pink and hit him with a um, entangling and attack. Ooh, those were uh, both missed. Even the 28. Why 20? Oh, get him. Uh, the 28 will hit their KAC. They are entangled. Got it. And now I understand why one, why they specify that the dirty trick can go after the attack. Not, uh, after the first full attack, not before, because otherwise flipped. That actually would have made the 23 hit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's okay though. Uh, you still entangle her. Yeah. Lots of debuffs. Uh, catch. It is your turn. All right. Redesignating our target and firing. Oh, I didn't say thank you specifically to Svenster uh, for the uh, crediting Svenster for that reroll. So thank you, Svenster, for thank turning. You. Nick's uh, one into a fifteen. Oh we, yes. We use we use the reroll. Oh. We did. We did use the reroll. And I already. Was an at one. It had to be done. Hey. Well, I also have a mat one. <laughs> oh, just all the oh, Is this what it's like to play without rerolls pouring in? Oh. <laughs> I can't miss. I'm. I'm catch. Damn it! It just doesn't happen. 
that's gonna be a miss. Having, having uh, you know, encountered an anathema, he healed over dead by the Lord Man. Oh, oh no, we need you for oh, the next no. fight! Snaps his <laughs> rifle in half over his knee. <laughs> Goes no, home. No. It's just, it, it's just an anathema to him uh, to miss. He can't miss, otherwise he loses all abilities as a mechanic, I think is how that works. Yes, you're right. That is that is in the rulebook. Uh, so, uh, existential crisis aside, Gus, it is your turn. Gus heals a little bit, and then... I think stops here, because if the guy... If they decide to turn around and attack me at range, then they potentially provoke an attack of opportunity from Sloan. So stop there and stab out with the lance. Submit. 33 versus AC for 43 damage. Oof. Uh, She's not looking good. And uh, it is... That is Gus's turn. Sloan Rider, take us home. Try. Let's, Let's do it. Look, a 35 hit EAC. That is going to be a hit. Describe how you end this operative. Oh, well, uh, they they turn around to see Gus coming up behind them and Sloan just, you know, puts a bullet in the back of their head. Flattering Gus with gore. Poor Gus. Don't worry. Sorry, it's already covered in a lot of it. It's fine. I'll repurpose some of that. Nanites start eating the blood. Ew. <laughs> what, about, what about the uh, other two and the battle flowers? Uh, it's so crazy. The moment you all drop these two, these four operatives, the battle flowers manage to drop their uh, their respective jeune assassins. <laughs> uh, we're yeah. we're just in sync and, Very nice. and gives them the. Um, Alex Luis Armstrong thumbs up with the twinkling eye from across the room. <laughs> Gus very rapidly manifests a weird nanite cocoon around himself as a med lab so that he can d- treat deadly wounds on himself now over the course of six seconds. Wow. Okay. And I get to add my con wow. and my intelligence together to do it. Wow. Very nice. That's pretty sweet. If uh, I beat so... it. Yes, I beat it. And then I'm going to do it again because I need it. And I beat it. So I get to heal... 62 hit points <laughs> over 12 that seconds is pretty clutch and your <laughs> resolve po- or your stamina healing also comes up although I think that's going to be moot unless you want to spend a yeah. bunch of nanite surges in time but this is yeah. very good but where is Injin? we check on comms maybe with the air traffic controller plant oh signal jammer we can't talk to anyone True. Neither can Sijin, to be fair. Hatch has an infinite bypass for the signal jammer. You're fine. Oh. Alright. <laughs> Will you talk to the to the Raxalite? Uh, yeah. Capria says that uh, it looks like... Hmm, what do they see? Uh, they tell you that uh, there, you know, there are like points of interest that they should check, right? And they saw Sinjin uh, questioning Dregor, um, and uh, they were like on, I guess, on a ramp of the concourse. Uh, so they were questioning Dregor, and uh, Dregor 
uh, folded like a piece of paper and gave them the location of Eska's room. Uh, yeah, no, uh, something that perhaps I haven't, uh, well, we haven't gotten a chance to really see much. Dregor folds real easy once he's away from all of his, his power and his guards yeah. and all that. Yeah, um, he's a big old baby. Yeah, yeah. So he folds and uh, Sinjin then uh, dragged, uh, yeah, dragged him out to the conservatory while he sends off his uh, his two assassins to, uh, assumedly, to retrieve Eska. Um, also, I'll say that uh, because Zeldern, Zeldern was ostensibly up here as well, Zeldern will have been whisked away by the assassins and is brought with uh, brought with them to retrieve Eska. So, how how much time did that conversation take? <laughs> um, he rolled he he folds real fast. Yeah, <laughs> I, I figured uh, we can probably take the sorry. Go ahead. I'm just. I don't know, 30, I'm just asking. Thirty seconds to okay. a minute. Okay, because I was just asking because I would have burned another nanite surge to heal some more stamina, and in sure. a minute I could get thirty back. That's fine. Yeah, go ahead and take that thirty back. Um, I assumed we were going to take the ten. I I wasn't going to bank yeah. on it. I need catch, it. Catch will work through the ten to remove the lockdown from the elevator so we can go. But that would make sense that we take a ten to do such a thing. Since okay. considering Dragor's the only one with the uh, the the pass to unlock it, and you know that that's that spoke to me as sort of a plot armory thing, but ten minutes is enough to bypass plot armor, right? Yeah, I'll, I I have uh, I have an idea in mind of a DC as well as an amount of time that it will take you each time to uh, attempt the computer's check. So. Uh, let's go with that number. Right. So, Catch, go ahead and uh, with any aids, uh, I will say you can either 10 minute rest or help Catch with these checks if you are good at computers. So, um, well, Auntie Nuna needs the rest. I, got, I need 120 more stamina. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Uh, so, uh, Liz, what did you say about Auntie Nuna? She needs the rest. Okay. Um, Alrighty. Well, going then. solo. Catch. All on you, catch. That's all right. I rolled a forty-six. And I was thinking to myself, you know what? Forty-five is a hard DC. That's a hard <laughs> DC for level twelve characters. And then you just first round. I could have, you know, I could have lied and said, "Oh, I made it 50, but no. To be I'm fair, Tom, it was very hard. hard. He had to roll a seventeen. <laughs> <laughs> That's to, to get that 46. Yeah. So I beat your DC by one by rolling a really high number. <laughs> it's true. Uh, that D20 variance, man. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. In the first minute of your 10 minute rest, uh, you all hear the, the familiar boom of the elevator. Uh, and boom. Yes. Uh, so you can continue your 10 minute rest if you'd like. Uh, I know. Some of the party is very hurt. Does anybody else yeah, have hit points? I'm mostly damage? talking about that. Catch, catch will spend the rest of the the nine minutes of downtime uh, profusely apologizing to Gus specifically. <laughs> I mean, I did tell you to do it. I just didn't think it was gonna be that bad. 
<laughs> you know what I'm resistant to. Why don't you pick something I'm resistant to? Like if it had been piercing and bludgeoning, I could have resisted 16 po- 17 points of that. Such a terrible run. And Ketch is just, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I don't know what happened. I'm sorry. I just lost my temper. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. So, uh, yeah. Um, Capriya will uh, give you all sort of the eyes in the sky uh, view of... At this point, uh, Zeldern seems to be... Uh, let's see. Zeldern seems to have been uh, left behind. Uh, he went with the two jeune assassins into Eska's apartment. Uh, did not come out. Um, oh, but no. uh, so we lost Zelda, lost sight on Zeldern, but... Uh, Eska is uh, with the two Jean assassins, and they uh, Capria saw them about five minutes ago. Head up to the uh, the conservatory to meet Sinjin. Uh, that was the direction they were headed. So, uh, what do you all do? We go. I think to we're the taking the elevator down. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Do two... these assassins have any any equipment of note? Yeah, I have put it in the chat right above your computer's check. Um, Fantastic. I wouldn't even bother putting that in your loot sheet. Uh, we're in the end game here, folks. So, just uh, for serums of healing and grenade. Yeah. yeah, the Mark III heal- healing serums are super good. <laughs> so we have eight of those. Gus, you should take like four of them. We still have Looks eight. Like uh, we should oh. repel down the side of the. We just got to the conservatory. Yeah, no, I, I have no problem Man. taking them. Uh, I'll take I'll take yeah. like four if you really if you want if you think I need that many. Uh, well, you you and Sloan should divvy them among you. Maybe Maria should take one or two. But I I have several different tiers of seal, serums of healing, and I have no occasion for using them. And that is definitely not a challenge, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also I still have three mark. Or two Mark Threes myself. I've got three Mark Threes already. I'll take two yeah. more. Just take all of them, I guess. It's not worth the bookkeeping. Okay, mm-hmm. I'll take. Oh, I'll have eleven Mark Three healing serums. They're in this oh. pocket, everyone. If I fall down, reach <laughs> in this pocket. <laughs> That's an emergency pocket. Got it. You got it. Yeah, I should have a big one red of, cross over. I it. should have upgraded my prosthetic and had like a storage compartment. <laughs> Oh, that would be full so cool. Full of healing serums. That would we'll take awesome. the elevator down. Get another mechanical arm full of candy. Okay. All right. The elevator brings you down to the conservatory. Uh, there seems to be a, uh, a great deal of concern huh, The uh, on the concourse, rather. It doesn't bring you directly to the conservatory, but... Uh, there's a great deal of concern on the concourse, that main area, where uh, uh, citizens are, you know, milling about in confusion. They saw King Dregor uh, be taken by a drow with a gun uh, uh, and a knife to his throat uh, to the conservatory. And uh, at this point, I think they're familiar enough with you all that they uh, they call on you to uh, go save their king. Um, don't worry, we'll save Dragor. We're trying. Never fear. We have everything under control. Everything is fine. Trust we me. We are his 
he is our greatest friend, and and we his. Of course, we will go save him. And if and he is to die, <laughs> and if he is to die, we will have no choice but to try to carry on in his stead, as he would have wanted. Yeah. <laughs> Too much, Morath. Too much. We cut Morath off before he can say anything like that. <laughs> He's <laughs> saying Morath that telepathically to Gus, and like, Gus is like, "Yeah." Oh my god. Okay, so uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's double check. All right. So <laughs> let me place you all on this map that I've got here. Map. Yes. Map. The map. Uh, the, the final map. map. <gasps> the map. The final map we will ever need for this game. The final oh my goodness. <laughs> Don't say that. You're breaking my yes. heart, Tom. Oh, it'll be great. So, um, confirming that everybody has sent resolve points that they wish to regain ten uh, stamina, uh, regain their stamina points. Yes. Yep. All right. Mm-hmm. Go. We go in. Uh, you enter the conservatory through the door which Capria uh, pointed you at. Oh, this is a pretty. And map. it is pretty, right? I like this map. Uh, you see, uh, well, more, you see the tree at the center and this idyllic pond with some space fish swimming around in it, uh, some nice park benches and, uh, some, a stone sculpture here, as well as rows of bushes lining this area of the conservatory. Uh, 100 feet above you, you do hear as you enter, uh, a a low laugh uh, from Sinjin and uh, well it's a laugh that you recognize because it is Sinjin he stands on the uh, the stone balcony up uh, above you uh, like a viewing platform over the conservatory uh, training his gun on Eska a knife at Dregor's throat uh, all of them perched dangerously on the conservatory railing uh, one push from falling to their deaths a pair of uh, jeune assassins uh, stand between uh, stand between uh, the stone platform here and uh, or the stone statue over here where I'm pinging and over there. Their tokens aren't on the map yet. It won't be important right now. Uh, lips twisted in a sneer, Sinjin says, "You think you've trapped me? I've faced worse odds countless times before." After every battle, I stand triumphant. It's you who is trapped. You who won't leave here alive. You never should have brought me here. Now I will have everything that I want. You dead, Shyeth still in my hands, and one little black mark removed from my history. I will walk away victorious. And with that, he pushes Dregor and Eska and as they plummet towards the ground that is where we are going to leave off oh. I knew I should have interrupted his monologue I was going to say yeah. Gus spends a nanite surge to has a swift action sprout some wings and fly up to catch Eska all of that is going to happen next time on non-standard action oh <gasps> Uh, on our, 
our final, yes, a literal cliffhanger. Well, it's not Probably a literal cliff, fall. but no. It's a, it's a balcony hanger. hanger. Yes. Next, <laughs> next week on our last episode of Fly Free or Die is when this will resolve. Looking forward to it. It's been quite a journey uh, running this AP, but uh, all of that talk can happen next week. Um, this is now where I say to you all listening at home uh, or watching at home anyway, we'll put a call out on our Discord as well, but we will be next week. Obviously, we'll be fighting uh, the boss battle of Fly For Your Die, the final encounters of this book. And after that, we'll do some epilogue stuff. And after that, I would like to answer some questions uh, that anybody might have about running this book, uh, running these this AP, either for the players or for me as the GM. Uh, if anybody has anything they'd like to ask or such things, uh, feel free to either email us at nonstandardaction at gmail.com or put them in the Fly Free or Die feedback channel on our Discord. So that way uh, we can easily keep track of these questions. Uh, don't put them in the Twitch chat uh, because they're going to disappear after this stream is over. Uh, but Tom. Yes. So yes, Jet. For those that might possibly email us, what should they put in the subject line so that it's very easy for you to collate that and put that together and look through? Love that. I don't know, for... I don't know if you get enough email for that to matter, but. Hey, yes. I'm preparing. Uh, no, Simon, of, of the hundreds of emails I receive every day at nonstandardaction at gmail.com. No, this is a good idea. Uh, joking aside, it's not a bad idea. Um, so let's say uh, fly free or die questions uh, in the subject line. Uh, that, that should be enough to uh, stand out. But yeah, the only emails, I'll be honest with you, dear listener, the only emails we get are uh, for... Our, uh, from our artist, uh, which, spoilers, we are getting art for our new season and we're working with, uh, can I say, can I say who we're working with again, uh, friends? I think you can say who Go we're ahead. working with. All right, yeah, we're working with Any Cola once again. We're delighted to be working with Any Cola again on Series 5 art. Uh, we're not going to tell you what we're playing until no. perhaps next week. Uh, no. Um, no, no, they have to guess. We didn't talk about any of this behind the scenes. I'm just sort of, you know, shooting from the hip right now. So I said, <laughs> yes, perhaps. Well, I, said I, think, perhaps. I think we, we might be able to announce the campaign we're running next, next yeah. week. Yeah. Uh, the campaign we're running might surprise you. Um, so <laughs> 10 tips for playing uh, Paizo's products. Uh, but yes, <laughs> so tune in next week to find out all of these cool things and to see the thrilling conclusion of fly free or die. Will our crew fly free or will they die? Um, <laughs> nice. I don't think we're going to die. Uh, I just got to say, I think, I think Sinjin's going to eat it. Okay. So we killed those June assassins. Are we 13, Tom? Ah, uh, yes, about that. So this is one of those cool books where, cool APs, I should say. The first one that I've encountered uh, that says, yes, at the end of this run, uh, you all should be level 13 for the final encounter. So, oh, you know what? Why don't you all take level 13 uh, for next Yay! week? Yeah! I can now turn into uh, goo! <laughs> Yes, we yes. have a sudden Spoiler. power surge as Sijin does his monologue. Yeah. Yeah. 
my baddies do love to monologue right at the end before a week-long break. Uh, so, yes, as Sinjin monologues, you all feel a sudden thrum of power and, you know, perhaps anger and resistance against this evil lord of the Golden League. And you all gain level 13. So, <laughs> as always, a new Cosmic Crit episode dropping tonight. Uh, Jet, what do we have going on this Thursday? This Thursday, <clears throat> we're continuing our attack on Sandpoint. Um, and I, when we're sticking around after the show, I've got a couple options to possibly put forth towards the, towards the few of you that are here, um, to, to think about, uh, but we're Sandpoint's still under siege and it's been hit by orbital bombardment twice thus far. Yikes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's not cool. That's not cool. We're going to have to do something about that starship sometime. Um, Okay, then Leif, thank you for running our audio through Hydra, our musical Discord bot. Our wonderful character art was done by Anicola. She is at an E-N-E-C-O-L-A. Again, since I stumbled, at E-N-E-C-O-L-A on Twitter. Uh, hit her up for some cool art. Uh, I know, again, I've gushed before. I'm going to gush again. I'm very excited that uh, we're going to be doing some more art with her for series five. Uh, thank you to Paizo for the awesome AP and specifically uh, Jessica Catalan for writing book six. Thank you to Nick for our stream assets, for Jet for running the stream. Thank you all of you for being here and being my players and friends. And finally, you dear listener for joining us. Uh, it has been awesome hearing the feedback that we've gotten over this series and it has been a pleasure running it for you all. And, so, and finally, finally, thank you, Lo-Fi Girl and Alex Productions for your free music. Thank you. That's the one. Yes, I knew. I I didn't know I was forgetting something, but thank you for uh, making sure we didn't miss it, Leif. So as always, we'll be in general voice uh, on our Discord after the stream. So come on by and uh, say hi. Um, so say goodbye, everyone. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone. And Jet. Go ahead and take us into the drift. <laughs>